0: recording
1: we're recording live
0: hello and welcome to recording live this is me Dexter and along with me is
1: this is Matt
0: Matt uh yeah it's just the two of us this week um one thing to cover I guess is we have I guess loosely decided to take this to a bi-weekly podcast I, I mentioned it in the show notes last week um We're going to possibly just be recording every two weeks. Uh, Just that way we have, I guess, more to talk about each time. I don't know. Um, Give us more time to prep uh, in between episodes, I suppose. Um, But we'll see. And other than that, uh, I don't know. Uh, Have you been doing anything fun this last week, Matt? I know you got a couple of toys in the mail.
1: I did, yeah. No, I've been off for most of the week just because I've had some – Uh, personal issues coming up and everything so i've been home a lot uh yeah uh i got one of those uh a new uh one of those dragon ball z figures that i showed off on the podcast when we first started up and Mm -hmm. that's pretty cool i've been taking pictures and posting them on instagram since that's the only social media that i want to have right now Mm -hmm. um but uh other than that, just uh, just kind of recovering from personal issues going on and uh, whatnot. Uh, watching a lot of movies. Uh, Lee has been binging all of the Predator and Alien movies. Yeah. And, yep, and, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, I watched all the Predator movies last weekend because him and I were talking about it, and he said he was going to do it, so I felt like, well... I haven't watched some of these for a while. And so I watched the first and second one mm-hmm. and then I watched the third one and then I watched the new one that came out what, what's a couple of years one? ago. I, what? Didn't there was
0: a th- I didn't know there was a third one.
1: Yeah. Predators with uh, Adrian Brody and Lawrence Fishburne stuff. It came out in 2010.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. I forgot about that. So what's, well, then there was another one that came out a couple years ago.
1: Yeah. It came out in, uh, what you, uh it came out in 2018, I think it was.
0: Oh, okay. See, I thought that was the Adrian Brody one. I didn't realize there was one after them.
1: No, yeah, the Adrian Brody one came out, and then this one came out two years ago almost, and I really love the Predator franchise, so I was Mm -hmm. really excited. And then I saw it, and it's one of the worst movies I've ever seen. (laughs) It really is bad. It's a really bad movie.
0: I feel like I remember when it came out that it didn't get very good praise.
1: It's kind of just a giant mess. They had to reshoot the entire third act, and it's kind of just – it's kind of all over the place, and the Mm -hmm. plot is really, really bad. Mm -hmm. And I was really sad because it was written and directed by Shane Black, who was – in the first Predator movie, I think he did some story touch-ups. Right. Mm -hmm. And he's got a really great writing credit. I mean, the one movie of his that I really didn't like was Iron Man 3, but – he, uh, yeah, he, it, it seems really cool to get like one of the original people from the first predator to be behind it. And right. oh, yeah, that movie is just garbage. And, uh, I started, I wasn't gonna watch all the alien movies like yeah. Lee is, like, he's watched, uh, he's watched all of them except for the new ones, the Prometheus and Alien Covenant that's come out in the past 10 years. And,
2: yeah,
1: I've been watching Covenant off and on because I really liked it. And, uh, for the past two days, I've been trying to get through the Cornetto trilogy, and I'm about two-thirds the way through. What's the Cornetto trilogy? You know what that is, it's just never called that. Right. Uh, the Cornetto trilogy is Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, uh, and World's End.
0: Yeah, okay, I... I don't think I realized that that's what he called it. I knew, I knew that that was considered a trilogy. Uh, yes, it's called the
1: Cornetto Trilogy because there's a, a British ice cream that's in each one, a, br- a flavor, and it's from a brand, uh ice cream brand called Cornetto.
0: Okay, and that's the only thing that really ties it together other than, I guess, the actors? Yes, okay. yes, the, yeah,
1: the creative crew and the actors. And yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, it's never been advertised as that, but that's what the creators call it. Yeah. And yeah. so I'm about... Before we started the podcast, I had about fifteen minutes left on Hot Fuzz,
2: okay,
1: and then I'm probably gonna start up World's End because I haven't seen it since it came out. Uh, so I'm excited to get through that because yeah, I don't know what it was. I, I think it was I. While I've been off work, I watched a uh, an interview with Simon Pegg, and mm-hmm. he went through his entire acting filmography.
0: What and, what interview was that?
1: Uh, I think it was with Vanity Fair.
0: Oh, okay. uh, He he has a really good one with uh, Mark Maron that was really good to listen to, too. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, it's interesting from Mark because he's a comedian. Mm -hmm. And so it's interesting to hear about Simon Pegg, uh, like kind of his rise as a comedian in England. uh, It's interesting to hear about, like, just their comedy club scene, I guess. Yeah. It's so much different than ours. And that's
1: something I didn't know he was because, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, in the interview I watched on YouTube – he talks about how pretty much he was a failed comedian.
2: Yeah. And
1: he, <laughs> uh, he managed to get in touch with the right people to mm-hmm. make a show that was going to air right after Friends mm-hmm. and how he wanted it to be like the anti-Friends. Yeah. And after that, he made, oh, man, uh, Space, uh, Space. I think that's what it's called. I can't remember what it's called. Um, yeah, or Spaced. Fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, And after and that's how he really got involved with Edgar Wright. Edgar Wright also Mm -hmm. did some of the show that uh, he started out in. Mm -hmm. And then they were pretty much during Spaced, he made a zombie spoof. And then they decided to make a movie. And then Mm -hmm. while they were finishing up Shaun of the Dead, they started talking about making a parody action film. Mm -hmm. And that was what Hot Fuzz became. And then... Oh, wow, like seven, eight years later, that's when they put out World's End. And World's Mm -hmm. End, I remember, I've only seen it, I think, once or twice, and I really liked it. It's kind of unfortunate that it kind of tanked, and it wasn't very well – it wasn't very widely known because the Seth Rogen um, movie came out – what was that one called? That one was also like World's –
0: Yeah, so World's End was Simon Pegg's,
1: right? Yeah. And then – oh, yeah,
0: yeah, it was, like, two, like, Armageddon stories.
1: And they came out know? almost right next to each other.
0: Which, so, yeah, which was, like, too bad for Simon Pegg, because I know that they'd been working on that for quite a while. Oh, or like yeah. they, They'd always planned on making it, at least, because I knew when Hot Fuzz came out that there was the plan for that trilogy.
1: Yes. Right. And everything got kind of sidelines. Uh, mm-hmm. Edgar ended up making a couple movies in between. Simon was doing movie after movie, like uh, yeah. the Star Trek movies, Mission oh, yeah. Impossible, uh, Paul, which, I uh, man, Paul is almost, like, it's not directed by Edgar Wright, but, boy, Paul is almost straight up in that same kind of uh, vine as uh, as those movies. And I like Paul a what, lot.
0: What is Paul? That's the alien
2: one? Yes, that's the okay. alien
1: one with uh, Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. And they're two oh, nerds yeah. traveling to Comic-Con, and then they're going to visit all these science fiction these like these uh alien landing Mm -hmm. sites around the world and around america
2: yeah and
1: they find an alien and it's and the whole story is them getting the alien home it's really good movie Hmm. um excuse me Mm -hmm. and they uh but yeah they made world's end it didn't do so i think it was was very well received but because Mm -hmm. of this is the end it just didn't yeah have kind of impact unfortunately and i think it totally could have uh but i really wish they would all get together and make another movie again but it's been i think i think world's end came out in like 2013 it's been a long long time yeah Yeah. it's been a long time i mean i bought the (laughs) i bought the uh the blu-ray trilogy pack when it came out instead of just buying the first the that movie i bought all three so it was like the same price.
0: So I've, I've only ever seen Shaun of the Dead. Uh, I don't know why I've had a hard time finding the time for Hot Fuzz. I feel like I got mixed reviews on it. And so whenever a movie gets mixed reviews, I, I, I have a hard time wanting to watch it. Um, and then World's End, I think just again, like what you said, it didn't get, it wasn't that well received. And so it just never, I, like I knew it existed. It just never seemed like a movie I wanted to see. So on a scale of, um, um, Shaun of the Dead, how good is Hot Fuzz?
1: <laughs> it's hard to, it's hard to compare them, because they're two completely yeah. different movies, uh.
0: But, but I mean, is, is it, like, same type of humor, I guess? Yes. Okay. Yes, but, yeah, fine.
1: <laughs> it, it's it's really good, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not done, with it. I've seen it yeah. times, yeah. it's really good, and, it's pretty much an action movie in a tiny village in the UK, okay. and mm-hmm. so it's it's very funny. Like it's very funny to see uh, just these enormous action scenes happening in a pub or so, in a grocery store.
0: I mean, that almost feels or sounds kind of like um, what uh, Blues Brothers kind of was. Yeah, like just over the top action for no reason.
1: Yes. Okay. Yeah, and
0: I mean, it's it. There,
1: I mean the action in it is pretty much parodying all the American action
0: films,
2: (laughs) but
1: it's very good. I very much recommend it. And I do recommend world's end. However, world's end is a comedy, but it's very depressing.
0: Yeah. And I think that's what I heard too, which is probably also why I didn't care to like really want to go see it. So it's, yeah, cuz I mean, Simon Pegg's character is kind of like the washed-up friend that never achieved anything yeah. sort of thing.
1: It's a coming of it's a movie that pretty much where everyone had a coming of age except for him. Yeah. And so he goes back home, gets his old group back together. Well, no, he he finds his old group and they all go back to their hometown mm-hmm. to do the world's end, which is them uh hitting every pub in their mm-hmm. hometown, which I think there's like 10 or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And everyone's, you know, family married has, uh, has a very wet, everyone's very happy with their lives and he just never grew up. Yeah. And so it is kind of sad and it is kind of, uh, it is kind of realistic. Cause I think everyone does kind of have that friend that never grew up. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> it's, it's the friend that never got matured that never matured or never left home per se so it's uh it is a very realistic sense with you know an end of the world uh an end of the world uh story in it so i i do recommend them very much
0: yeah okay i mean that almost sounds like a comedy version of uh what garden state i guess to make a yeah boy i haven't seen
1: that movie in a very long time
0: yeah it's been a while (laughs) it's that's a hard movie to like rewatch. i feel like like i don't know it was a good movie i just don't know that i want to see it again sort of yeah
1: i i remember it very fondly because i think i've seen it quite a few times when i was younger and might have been the person that recommended it to me
0: i i probably was yeah i probably was i remember liking it a lot um i'm surprised that you liked it i don't know it doesn't feel like your kind of movie
1: Oh, I like those movies. I like to actually like those kind of movies. Like yeah. as much as I like action or comedies and stuff, I like sappy films a lot. Yeah.
2: Like yeah.
1: I, I like movies like The Notebook or even oh. say even like Brokeback Mountain and stuff like that. I like sappy stories. I think oh, they're I've never very even good seen
0: either of those movies, and I don't imagine I ever will.
1: Oh, I recommend them. I very <laughs> much like those movies.
0: Good to uh, know oh yeah I, I had to see
1: both of them with like a, one of my my cousin and stuff like that and i, I enjoyed oh, yeah. both of them very much i um I, I this week i really wanted to but i don't think i ever am going to mm-hmm. uh i was looking up 12 years a slave oh, and yeah. oh yeah i kind of just look at that and i go i'm just gonna cry and feel bad throughout this entire movie i don't think i can watch it
0: yeah and that's kind of how I feel. Like I, I really want to watch that movie cause I know it's good and I know I'm going to agree with what it has to say, but you know, you have to weigh like <laughs> how much you want, how bad you want to feel today sort of thing, I guess. Yeah.
1: And yeah. There,
0: there's a lot of movies like that, which, um, Oh, actually, yeah. I made a joke, uh, today to Vivian, uh, cause she, I was sitting in a chair and she wanted to sit there. And so she just started crying and I, so I was just like, what's going on. And so I told her the joke was like, I will trade, I will give you my chair whenever you want to sit in my chair, as long as we're not at the opera, like just as a joke. And so then Kelsey said, and I, then I said like, not that we'll ever go to the opera. And then Kelsey said like, well, you wouldn't go for me. I'm just like, probably not. And then, and then she said, well, what about Hamilton? That's basically an opera. It's like, I don't plan on ever seeing Hamilton. And she I don't said, know what uh,
1: Hamilton is.
0: Uh, It's a, it's a musical uh, oh, okay. about Alexander Hamilton and the reason why i don't want to see it cuz i know it's a good musical like it's uh it's supposed to be it's it's a very modern like uh, a lot of the music is more on the hip hop i guess side oh, okay. a, little, a little more rap i guess i i don't really know how to describe it it's not typically my type of music but given the context and that it's like about history and stuff like it's it's amusing the the lyrics are pretty funny and uh it's actually not bad music but it's about Alexander Hamilton. Like I, I know the ending and I don't want to no. watch that. Like the, the, the whole second act, or like the last, whatever the last act of that musical is like depressing and ends with him and Aaron Burr having a duel. It's just like, I know how this is going to end. I don't want to watch this.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, how many musicals do you think you've seen?
0: Um, well, I used to love musicals. Like my mom kind of raised me to watch them. So like, I don't know. I mean, I could probably count them if I really thought about it, but probably I, I don't know. I would guess ten ish, maybe. I'm um, trying to think
1: of musicals that I've seen, and I'm so, really having a hard time thinking of them.
0: So I've seen the uh, The King and I, um, uh, sure. Music Man, which we had to watch in school. Um, so yes, you know,
1: back in like elementary school, we had to watch that, didn't we? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Which is like, <laughs> who's gonna why, why did they show it to elementary school kids? I think it's like. Fifth yeah. grade, yeah.
1: It was fifth grade, it was. It was fifth grade, mm-hmm. and it wasn't just the musical that we had to watch, didn't we have to like wasn't it, it a same, book or
0: something? Uh I know it, they kind of made it like a, a cross platform because oh. we sang songs in music class.
1: I know why we watched why we had to watch it.
0: Well it's because the the writers from Iowa.
1: Yeah, and it was the state fair.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, it was state fair, not music yep. man. Yeah, yeah you're yeah. right, sorry.
1: Well, isn't it the same thing? Our state
0: fair is a great state fair
1: oh yeah yeah yeah. the music man is in the state fair. Is it? I don't or the, know. Or the state fair is in the music is in the music man. Yeah, that's why we had to watch it because it's Iowa. I don't
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so anyway. Uh yeah, I've seen King and I, Music Man, um, uh Cinderella, Rogers and Hammerstein's Cinderella. Um I feel like there's probably another Rogers and Hammerstein's in there somewhere. I don't know. Um and then in high school, I did the light. Like, I didn't want to be in the musicals because I didn't want to sing. So I would do lights sing. for that. So I think they did Cinderella for that. And then I did another one. Uh, no, no, I wasn't. I didn't help with it because I was a freshman. I didn't know, like, what was going on. So, but it was um, uh, Filler on the Roof, which I feel oh, like okay. I If you've not seen that, I don't know. It's worth watching. No, I have not. It's, it's again, it's one of those movies. Like, if you want to feel bad, you know, for the day, um, I don't. Count oh, uh, Sound the Music. Movies. No, I don't count those either. Even okay. those, those are basically musical.
2: No, they I mean, all so have music saying, numbers. If
0: you're in saying, if you're saying yeah, Disney is a musical, then yeah, I've seen a ton. Um, yeah, I
1: I we, just mean like big Disney movies, movies cuz they are all have music numbers in them.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which, which I think is hilarious. Like now having kids and like Vivi is super into princesses. Um, I mean, so we've like she's watched Frozen a couple of times, which it astounds me that she can sit and watch Frozen cuz she's 2. Oh, uh, yeah. My my uh, cousin's uh, kids loved
1: Frozen. I yeah. I saw Frozen probably 50 times, but <laughs> never, so never complete, just bit by um, bit by bit. But I yeah. do like Frozen, and I've not it's seen good, Frozen 2, but I wouldn't mind sitting down and watching it, but I'm just not – I just don't have time, and plus I don't have kids yeah. or anything, but I do appreciate yeah. Disney movies, so –
0: yeah, but it's just funny phone. to it, it's funny to me as an adult, like because I, I think I just hyper think about it a little bit more because it's just like this is a princess movie and it's a musical, like it feels weird that like a little boy would want to see this, but I remember as a kid like my dad took just me to go see Beauty and the Beast, and oh, okay. I remembered I we walked out of that and I loved that movie and we went to a bookstore and my dad bought me a beauty and the beast book like just a little picture book Mm -hmm. and like as an adult i'm just like i wonder like what my dad was thinking like if he like you know just thinking about taking his little boy to go see basically a musical and yeah about a princess or and i guess she's not really i mean it's a prince so when they got married she became a princess i guess but like, just, especially in the 90s, like, I don't know how worried my dad was about stuff like that. I doubt he was. He doesn't ever seem, to, he didn't ever seem to be, I guess. But it just kind of popped in my head, like, after having kids, it just kind of seems weird to me now, which, as a kid, it didn't seem weird at all, and I didn't think twice about it. Yeah. It's just, this is America, and that's how I was raised, I guess, to think as an adult. Um, yeah. And so, I just find it interesting. I don't know. And so, it's just, like, and, and with my kids, like, Becca just doesn't seem to care, I guess, about princess stuff but Vivi, Mm -hmm. like and we've done nothing to try to push anything uh and it just just, happens yeah yeah my little
1: sister went through that phase and she had all the princess dresses and stuff and that's all she would wear
0: yeah well even Vivi, like she just puts on a dress and she's just like i'm a princess and if she has a button-up shirt though she says i'm handsome like beckett and so like it's it's weird that she just connects like a dress means you're a princess a button-up shirt means you're a boy It's, (laughs) it's, it's just weird i don't know uh I just find uh, it interesting.
1: I don't know. Uh, anyway. I, I'm really trying to think of what musicals I've seen. I'm going to – this might be a cheat. This might yeah. be a cheat, but I think the last actual musical that I saw was probably the first Hobbit movie.
0: You're going to count that as a musical? There's really four or
1: five music numbers in it. And yeah. then that just gets abandoned by the last movie. And <laughs> I mean – Right. I mean, there are wow. songs all through the book, and the original <laughs> yeah. cartoon movie put all of them in there. Yeah. And I yeah, remember yeah. seeing the first Hobbit movie, and there's like, yeah, there's like four music numbers in it. There's music so, and
0: dancing and everything. Yeah. Wow.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And then by the second one, I think there may have been one, one or two music numbers. I may be even stretching it. Yeah. But then the third movie, not a single song in the movie except for it? ending credits, but uh, voiced by, except for the ending song that's yeah. uh, by. No, wait, no. uh Desolation of Smog. The second one has Billy Boyd, who played Pippin. He sings mm-hmm. the uh, the ending credit song.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's a good singer.
1: Yeah, that's why Peter Jackson brought him back because he did one. He did a song in the Lord of the Rings movies.
0: Yeah, he sang to the,
2: the king, sang to
1: Denethor. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, there is a bunch of music numbers. So I was literally thrown off seeing that movie in the theater and going, Yeah, oh shit, they put the music numbers in this. Okay, I'm kind of all right with this because there is a lot of singing in the in Tolkien's book. Yeah. And then it was just like popped,
0: Lord of the Rings did the singing, I guess the way I would expect the singing where like, it's just like, like, more real life, like, people just start singing because, like, that's part of their culture and they want to sing. Whereas The Hobbit felt more like a musical because there's, like, dancing and, like, just yes, over-the-top the d- just the stuff going on. Yeah, yeah, with the
1: dwarves, there's there's two or three numbers yeah. just of them doing it in the first movie. Yeah, And then I think there's one other one with characters, but – and then it's just dropped. The, and I, the, I remember noticing that very much as the movies came out going, they got rid that, of all the music.
0: Is that how the book was, though, too? Like, did they stop singing by the end of the book?
1: don't remember. It, it's been – I well. haven't
0: read The Hobbit since, I want to say, sixth grade. I read it not- as for a book report, and I remember the teacher getting mad at me because it was taking me too long to give it because it was an oral book report. Oh. And I, I, I got, to, I got to the scene. I think it was supposed to take five minutes, and I got to the part uh, when they were in the forest, like at the very beginning. Yeah. And, and I think they ran into the spiders. They get lost in the forest, and the spiders start like attacking them. And I, that I got that far, and the teacher's like, "All right, Dexter, wrap it up." I'm like, "Wrap it up! There's so I, much book left."
1: <laughs> I know. I had the same problem when I did an oral review too for a book, yeah. and because I, I mean. I have always had that problem where once I get talking I can I can't stop and I try and put yeah. as many details in and yeah, that's yeah, yeah. and so but it's just cuz I have such passion for it but yeah. I well. mean
0: and that, that reminds me though too. Uh, I did. I think my next book report I did on a Goosebumps book, and I didn't even read the book. I just, oh, you don't even need to. I just retold everything. the episode that I watched. Okay. Like the yep, week. I before. did that a couple
1: times too. <laughs> I literally did that a couple times too, and I got called out for it because I reviewed a book that was not even remote that whose that that's adaptation was not even remotely accurate.
0: Oh man, that's funny. My yeah, um, the teacher I had didn't catch it. So.
1: Well, um, I I was gonna say yeah, I yeah. haven't seen too many musicals, but the one musical that i will ca- that is counted because it, it kind of has to be mm-hmm. uh probably before that was a few years earlier
0: uh
1: the tenacious d movie
0: oh yeah i've not seen that
1: but I'm it's familiar. fine
0: yeah that's no, tenacious D. everything they do is fine yeah
1: i i <laughs> tend to agree with you but yeah i i know there's plenty of musicals out there but just yeah. haven't watched them oh. which i mean oh what'd you have to say
0: no i just remembered another one um I can't think of what it's called. It's it's, a pretty – the movie Pretty Woman is based on it. That's all I can remember. Oh, okay. The musical for that is actually really good. Uh, uh, The songs are funny. I think it's another Rodgers and Hammersteins, I think. And if my mom's listening, she'll correct me. But (laughs) uh, I can't think of what it's called.
1: Eh, It doesn't matter. Well, speaking of musicals, we should talk about this since it was on our list of things. its yeah. I don't believe it's a musical, but it's music-related. Uh-huh. Uh, the trailer for Bill and Ted Face the Music came out.
0: Oh, yeah. Have you, did you watch it? I did. Okay. Um, I have to say, I, I was pretty pumped about this. I had high hopes when they announced the movie, and then it just seemed to take forever for them to get moving on it.
2: Because yeah.
0: they announced this movie, I want to say... I don't know. Like 5ish years ago. I don't They shot it while.
1: like 2 years ago.
0: But yeah, and then it took them forever to get to the point of shooting it, and then I know they just wrapped up around when the whole COVID stuff I thought started. Maybe uh, just before. Like it was it was early this year, I feel like they they were wrapping they, up. The
1: filming completed in tw- uh, August last year, but that that doesn't mean anything. It Post-production takes 6 months too.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I and my memory of time as well oh yeah
1: uh post-production ended in pretty much february
0: okay and that's probably what i am uh, that's probably what i'm recalling but anyway and so just the fact that it took so long to like make to get to make this movie and then to make it it seemed like um which it could have just been that like because i know um what's his name uh is it frost alex winters uh (laughs) Alex Winters is very vocal, like on Twitter, just about the process. So like he tweeted, he has stuff.
1: nothing else going on in his life.
0: <laughs> he does. He's a director. He he directs things. I don't know what, but as far as I understand, I don't know. Uh, but anyway, he tweeted a lot of just about the pro, like during the process and stuff, which was interesting and, and fun, I guess. Um, and and so I think that just made it feel more drug out because I was a little more aware. Uh, but anyway, seeing this preview has reignited my being excited for this movie again um because i mean it's exactly i think it's every it looks like everything i was hoping it to be uh it, it, it definitely has a lot of the same feeling to it that uh bogus journey did where like just kind of goofy off the wall stuff whereas i felt uh excellent adventure i don't know like it just it didn't feel as goofy bogus journey was definitely more goofy um and this feels more in that vein of just goofiness I got, uh, so I guess what was your reaction? I, I
1: well, I'll say this much: Lee did want to talk about this. If he could have made it tonight, he's very mm. excited for this movie. Good. Um, I'm <laughs> gonna I am going to be honest. Uh, I do have pro- I do have a lot of problems. Yeah, but it's it's me personally has problems with it, yeah. and it's just the fact that uh, they look very old. Well, they because are because they they're are very they are very old. old, aren't they? What? They're supposed to be old. But the thing is, is I have this kind of personal problem where I'm don't I I get kind of depressed seeing the same characters after 30 years and they haven't changed.
0: Well, that's the I mean, isn't that the point of the movie, though? Like the movie is about the fact that they haven't changed.
1: Yeah, but even then, it's still it just makes me sad to see that people have never grown. And yeah, it's the same problem I have with Kevin Smith movies on how yeah. he's making Clerks 3. And he's making mall rats too. And the, uh, it just bums me out because these characters just don't change. And it it always just, I mean, I'll I'll fully admit if I'm wrong and i very much might be wrong. It's just on my personal emotional level, I get really bummed seeing people never grow. Yeah. And after so many years, if it is a life changing story where it's like, we have to face the music, which, Hey, that's the title. Um, It, it, it's like it's been so long though i mean also i i i know they're doing something to put him in it's not cgi or anything george yeah. carlin does have a cameo in this through footage oh, man, I don't uh, know about that. yes I uh george unit. carlin yeah george carlin passed away 12 years ago and yeah. the, he's gonna appear through repurposed footage of the first two films uh, uh his daughter yeah. uh is going to be in it <laughs> um yes Kelly Carlin is gonna have uh, some. So well, like, no, wait.
2: Is so she uh, a new Rufus or something?
1: Well, no, I, guess, I she's I, I heard she was gonna be in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I I love George Carlin. Like George Carlin is is a, a huge tragedy that was lost. He's one of my favorite comedians. Yeah, yeah. And so whenever I kept hearing Bill and Ted, I was excited until he passed away. Yeah. And then I was like, well. I know he's not the star, but I just don't feel like I could see a movie without him in it. I, yeah. Of course, I I could be wrong. I mean, they're making another Ghostbusters movie without Harold Ramis. But I don't know. It's just it just feels like so much time has passed that I, I don't really know if I I mean, I probably will see it, but I'm not in, as enthused as most people are for it. I guess that's what I should say. I, then yeah. again, I could see it and I could absolutely love it. And I probably will. But yeah, I just get yeah. weirded out by seeing alex winter and keanu reeves just they look so old and everyone always like keanu doesn't age oh man keanu in this trailer you shave off his beard he's aged (laughs) very much aged i mean i never thought i would be more disturbed by clean shaven keanu uh than (laughs) keanu with his creepy uh creepy patchy beard
0: yeah, it's funny how like used to that beard. I guess we are because the first time I saw an image uh, like what last year from that from filming, mm-hmm. I was just like, man, he looks weird.
1: He really does. <laughs> and the thing is, is that he, you know, we've seen him clean face, clean shaven through all our lives, yeah. And it's only been in the past. 10 years less than 10 years he's had that yeah. beard but every time i see the beard all i see are those patch those blank patches by his yeah. mouth yeah and i'm yeah. thrown off by it but i'm so adjusted to it that yeah once he shows up clean shave and i was like whoa whoa okay yeah i mean he has aged and i'll argue he's aged very well because i believe he's 52 or something like that oh, 53 dang, really let me check
0: um yeah he if he's 52 he looks great
1: he's 55
0: oh my gosh really
1: yeah, he's fifty. Keanu Reeves is fifty five years old.
0: Yeah, he looks fine. Um, that reminds me too. Oh man, uh, one of my favorite movie or not? It's not a favorite movie at all. But like one of my favorite characters that I've ever seen him play, uh, is himself in
1: uh the uh, the Netflix movie.
0: Yeah, it's uh, Al- the- Al- yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Oh, I, that movie's great. It's cringy though.
0: It's it, yes, it's a good movie. She. She's a really good comedian. She's a very cringy comedian, though. Uh, but when she, yeah, when we saw that movie, we were pretty excited. And then when we saw that he was in it, I was even more excited. And then uh, just the fact that he can play just like a, just a jerk version of himself in a movie oh, and just I- seem completely OK with it. It yeah. makes me feel like he's just an even like better person than yeah. I already thought he was. I, I mean, I don't know if
1: he's really playing a jerk version of himself. He's very much playing a Zen version that is super full of himself,
0: yes, okay and well, and then just but then the way he starts to act like when uh after the double date uh first of all, if you're listening to this podcast and you haven't seen this movie, you should probably go see it. it's. What? What's i don't even know what it's called i'll look oh, it up it's ali me. wong's movie I, I know what it yeah, is. yeah but anyway so basically ali wong's character and i don't know who the other guy is he's in a lot of things he, oh, he played Ray park who ray park ray park uh yeah so they were like old high school friends and they had a weird falling out like when they started dating or like i don't know that they started dating but they like had a weird night together and then she like leaves for college or something and they just never talk again and then she's back in town because she's a famous uh, chef now and she's opening a new restaurant in the town that they li- she grew up in apparently uh and so then oh, they, uh, run, they run into each other and so always maybe uh, always, always be my maybe always be my maybe and, and i think it and it's so-
1: randall park i apologize
0: randall park. All right. anyway and so he falls in love with her like, like seeing her again and she uh still doesn't like him from their last encounter as in high school or just after high school and so yeah whatever and so she comes up to him and she's like oh i just met this guy last night he's amazing and uh and he's already dating somebody like and it's she's like this huge like caricature of a hippie and it's Mm -hmm. horrible uh yeah and so they go out to this like ridiculously fancy restaurant where like i think like one of the courses is like a gas oxygen or something isn't that yeah Uh, (laughs) oh and like
1: oxygen or something like yeah
0: and like all the food is just like dainty and like one of the courses you have to like be listening to like these headphones to like get the full effect or something that's right
2: and keanu is just like
0: (laughs) so into it it's so hilarious and then they go back to his place and they're playing like truth or dare and it gets oh. to the point where, like, uh, he gets – Keanu asks or dares the other guy to punch him in the face. Oh, that's right. And they just start, like – it turns into this big, like, yelling match, and it's hilarious.
1: It's, it's a really good movie, and I, I found out about it because I watched uh, Ali Wong's stand-ups. Yeah. And and she's very funny. She's very she's bolder, very, but she's yeah. very funny. Um, I just watched a movie actually with her.
0: Yeah, she's been uh, recently.
1: Three weeks ago. She was in Birds of Prey. Really? What was she plays the, She plays the district attorney of Gotham. Oh, I can't
0: buy that. I'm sorry.
1: Yeah, she <laughs> it, she's only in it for maybe about 5 minutes of the whole movie. Like she's in a couple minute scenes here and there. Uh she plays uh she plays one of the characters' ex-girlfriends. Uh, one of the okay. Birds of Prey's ex-girl Montoya's oh, girl, okay, ex-girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. And that's she's very funny. dry. It's a very weird yeah. performance, And Allie that's
0: why wants. I can't buy it. Like, I realized after I said that, like, I can't buy an Asian woman as a district attorney. It's not that it's just the fact that she's a comedian and I've seen all of her shows and I've seen this other movie. And like, I just can't. It's one of those things where like you've seen somebody do comedy so much, you can't see them do a straight role. And I like, didn't just recognize doesn't... her because
1: she just stands there. She only okay. has a handful of lines. And... So does she
0: do a good job?
1: Yeah, I mean, she does a fine job. She just doesn't do much in the movie. She's just there to deliver a couple expositions and cause some tension, and then that's it. And I mean – I off with this. Lee talked about Birds of Prey in the la- on one of our previous podcasts, and he loved it. I finally caved and watched it, and I didn't like it remotely.
0: We, have we not talked about that yet?
1: No, we hadn't done a podcast since oh, okay. then. We, uh, the last time, last podcast we did was the Image podcast, and then yep, we did yep. our Picard special, yep. and it was between those podcasts oh, okay, okay. that I watched the movie, and I watched that, and uh, I watched Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh yeah,
0: I need to watch that.
1: I recommend Sonic the Hedgehog okay. very much. It is it is very much uh, similar to the Nickelodeon Ninja Turtle movies that came out a few years ago. They're just harmless fun. Okay. Like, and yeah, Sonic is very fun. Uh, I was kind of baffled by it. Jim Carrey is Jim Carrey. So there's yeah. that. Uh, James Marsden is the lead in this movie, and I'm still confused by it. By James,
0: or is he Cyclops?
1: Yes, 20 years okay. ago he was Cyclops.
0: Yeah. Has he done anything since then? <laughs> he
1: did X2 and X3, and he was Lois Lane's boyfriend in Superman yep. Returns. Well,
0: that's why they killed him in X3, like right at the beginning. Yes.
1: Because he had he had that. scheduling conflicts.
0: Well, yeah, and I heard it was just like the director was just like mad at him for prioritizing Superman. He's just like you barely have a role in Superman. How is which, that a priority? Which is so funny
1: considering Brian Singer was supposed to do X three and Brett Ratner was supposed to do Superman Returns, and they flipped. Oh wow. Yes, that's a weird thing. So huh. yeah, but yeah, Mardson he's he's really good in the movie. Like yeah. uh, there are some kind of derpy parts in it, but. I do very much recommend Sonic. Sonic. Uh, It's a movie that I thought was going to be a joke, and I still stand by that I would not have minded seeing the original design. Oh, but uh, you know the internet won, so you know
0: I I hope that they release it like with the Blu-ray or something. That would be funny. Oh, I wish
1: they would have. I wish there would have been like a weird version that they put out. I guess the Blu-rays out right
0: now. Yeah. Yep. That's that's how how I watched it. it. Okay. Um, And
1: uh, but yeah, I saw that, and I saw Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad, for me, was a mess. It was very kind of all over the place. Like, Whoa. it shifts between days all over the place. Like, the mm-hmm. literally, like, I think the movie opens, and then it cuts to, like, a week later, a week earlier. Oh. And then a movie picks up, and then it cuts again to, like, four days beforehand. But it's just kind of a mess. I I don't know. If, I mean, Lee recommended it. I don't know if I can. Mm-hmm. Uh, Out of curiosity, maybe. But yeah. personally uh lee was correct he didn't have problems with it but i do it is not a suicide squad movie it is a harley quinn movie and yeah. i wanted to see suicide squad uh i mean not Suicide. Squad. i wanted to see Bir- uh, birds of prey right, yeah. and the birds of prey are not in this are not all in the same room for an hour and 20 minutes
0: hmm.
1: yeah i kind of
0: had problems uh, with that yeah so, well the interesting thing too is uh the villain is the black mask right yeah
1: and i really and i
0: didn't Never I did not know that until I, I listened to a podcast uh, like reviewing it and they brought that up. And I was just like, oh, like if they had said that, like in the trailer at all, I would have been way more interested in this movie.
1: Yeah. Even <laughs> plays uh, the black mask and he yeah. only goes by the black mask, I think, once or twice. Right. And he only dones the black mask for like the last 40 minutes of the movie.
0: Is it and- like the old black mask or is it the dumb new black mask?
1: Here's the thing.
0: Oh, the no. advertisement
1: for this movie, the cr- opening credits, all make it look like a sugar skull mask. Right. And,
2: that's
1: and, yes, and that threw me off. And then he finally dones the mask. Mm-hmm. And I had problems because it's a faithful mask, but it okay. looks like a Halloween mask. Like, yeah. not even a good quality. It looks like a rubber, b- rubber dark gray mask. And yeah. I was like, oh. And... I don't know. I mean, Ian McGregor is very good. The character portrayal is very good. The character itself is not very good. And once he dones the mask, it's no longer Ian McGregor expressing himself with his face. It's Ian McGregor doing his best Batman voice. Oh, yeah. And I just thought the ending was pretty anticlimactic by the end. But yeah, yeah, and I like Black Mask. I don't don't know a lot about Black Mask. I've never read comics with him. But I really love that 2000s The Batman cartoon. And he's pretty predominant throughout that.
0: Uh, Have you read Under the Red Hood?
1: I have, and I don't remember too much of it. But I saw the uh, the cartoon adaptation, and I know he's in it.
0: He's like the main villain, which – to say that there's a villain in that in that story like it's just he he's really just background noise because the whole point of that is the whole return of of um jason todd but he's kind of just like he's the villain that's there for jason todd to like just wreak havoc on Mm -hmm. and and it's it's amazing like i he it's that's the i think it's really the only time i've ever read a black mask story or a story with black mask in it and i just love that character because of just how much he's getting beat up on and how like just mad and coming back like faster and harder at the red hood and Batman. Like, he's yeah. just like, Oh, you're going to do that. Well, I'm going to do this. Yeah. And he's, and he's just an amazing, he's just an amazing villain. Like yeah, he is. He's a very intimidating villain. Like I'm surprised that they haven't done more with him. Uh, and I like, I mean, I don't know. I hope that they, he seems like a very good Batman villain. I'm surprised that they used him in this movie instead I guess Yeah, and then but given no, what they're doing with Batman movie. like I don't expect yeah. anything yeah <laughs> and
1: I mean he's really good in the Batman cartoon the WB did yeah, where it's which I never Batman. saw, I, 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 saw loved, uh, I can't recommend it enough
0: I saw two episodes I think and that's it but, it's yeah.
1: so good I really loved it it was by the same people who made the Jackie Chan adventures oh and,
0: dang I'm sold
1: yeah Pat, uh, Pat Matsuda <laughs> I believe okay. was the character design director on it and so that's why they all kind of look similar to that Yeah, yeah yeah that makes sense yeah, and I believe Pat Mitsuda went on to work with uh, the spectacular Spider Man cartoon. So a lot of okay. people all look very similar. Yeah, I okay. I really loved the design, and Lee and I have debated about it a lot because he hated the portrayal of the villain, of the Joker, and I loved the Joker. It That's was, the one
0: where he's like in a straitjacket?
1: He was for the first couple episodes, and okay. then by the end of the first season, he's in his classic uh tuxedo.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, he I only I only ever I saw guess. far enough for the straitjacket, which I thought was an odd choice, but I I did enjoy just like the newness of it, I guess, and just the different direction that it seemed to be.
1: And the biggest problem I had with the show was by the fifth season, they finally got around to introducing the Justice League. And hmm. it was it was a lot of uh it was it was pretty cool. They brought in a lot of classic voice actors, uh hmm. Superman, hmm. Lex Luthor, and Lois Lane from the bruce tim superman cartoon were okay. we're all brought in to do the voices of those characters yeah. like clancy brown is lex Luthor. um i really can't remember the name of superman and lois lane They're in it uh there's a lot of uh i believe kevin conroy has a voice in it oh uh, he's I, not batman no no uh Here. reno Mor- reno romano i believe is batman
0: huh. okay.
1: and cause he's playing like a twenty five year old Batman. It was a good show. They mixed a lot of stuff. up. Batgirl oh, is is I his forgot, original yeah. sidekick, yeah, oh, uh, Robin comes a season later, and I forgot, it, it, yeah, but they did a lot of cool stuff. They did an adaptation of the Dark Knight Returns. Hmm. yeah, Interesting. they did a they did a story about uh bat of uh, Gotham like three, five hundred years in the future, and they find the Batcave, and they go through archive footage. Because uh, Mr. Freeze was still around and they needed to find out how to beat Mr. Freeze. So they find Batman's Gat cave oh,
2: that and makes sense.
1: They, they find yeah. Batman like 30 years older and Oracle is there. Nightwing is there. And uh, Batman is mm. now straight up Frank Miller's Batman. And so it, it's a really good, solid episode. But,
2: yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Huh. Uh, yeah, they uh, the black mask is really good in it. I don't have any problems with any villains in yeah. the show. I thought they all did good. The only thing that I have critical of that show was mm. this was during the Christopher Nolan movies. And yeah. they couldn't touch half of Batman's villains because they had this thing going on currently, which was called the Bat embargo, which meant Two-Face, Scarecrow, um, a whole slew of villains were the good not villains. Yeah, They weren't allowed to be used.
0: That's too bad. It was. Did they do? Fun. Did they do Clayface at least? They did, and they made Clayface
1: similar to Two Face, where he's Bruce oh. Wayne's childhood friend, and he gets turned. Uh. His brain. Uh, the Joker uh, breaks his brain, and he gets exposed to chemicals and becomes Clayface. Okay. And so for a couple seasons, it's a whole arc of trying to cure uh, Clayface. Uh, but well, yeah, later I guess,
0: on, yeah, I mean. That's usually all Clayface is is trying to find a cure. But yep. I don't think like ever, ever had that backstory. That's interesting.
1: Yes, but then by the end of the series, they brought in classic Clayface.
0: Okay, that's good. Yeah, so that was
1: really cool. They did a lot. They did a good job with... Uh, most of the villains. I mean, uh, the only one that I, I was talking to Lee about this a while back, the only villain that I was kind of weirded out by was the Riddler, but I'm always kind of weirded out by the Riddler.
0: Such it was a weird just, character. Like, well, he makes no sense.
1: No, he doesn't. And <laughs> it was a thin, gothic-looking dude in a green, skin-tight outfit with long black hair, and he was voiced by Robert England, uh, Freddy Krueger. Okay. And so, huh. just weird. Just a weird, weird portrayal.
0: Yeah, well, and it's funny because like again, like going over some of these old childhood things with my kids, like we have this Batman book, and it, whenever we get to the Riddler, like Beckett, like he's five, he's even just like, so what's the Riddler do? He's like, well, he has these riddles, and if Batman can solve them, he can stop the Riddler from committing his crimes. Like, why would he do that? <laughs> it's like, yeah.
1: yeah, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> it's a really good so, point. So he has so much hubris in him, I guess. Yeah. It's such a kind of crappy. (laughs)
2: Yeah.
1: I know. It's like, well, he's just a weirdo. But yeah, Yeah. I I mean, the Riddler is my least favorite villain out of Batman for the most part. Uh, I don't really like Jim Carrey's Riddler, but it's mainly because he's just playing the Joker. Um, yeah. uh, (laughs) I'm not a fan of stories with the Riddler. He's the mastermind in the hush comic. He's the, uh, he's the he's pretty much batman's first true enemy in uh oh man greg capullo and scott snyder's batman series that we've talked yeah. about in the past uh he's just he's not a character i find to be intimidating mainly because he's not someone that batman can actually have a fist fight with he's just someone well, that batman weak, has to outsmart but yeah, i guess yeah, you yeah. need that
0: and that's the whole point and so like it makes sense i guess i've not read hush I've, I've glanced through I own it and I've like leaf through it but like I
2: it, it would
0: it, yeah and I I, mean, I should read it I stare at it every day but uh um like it's on my shelf but it, it would make sense for him to be in a story where he's like a mastermind like orchestrating events yeah. and like utilizing other villains and tricking them into fighting Batman for him yeah. but I feel like especially in the cartoons and anything I've ever seen it's like he's trying to go head to head with Batman and yeah. he always loses and it's just like yeah like they should make a bit like he would be a really good justice league villain almost just because like he he could orchestrate something really huge and insane which um there's a cartoon it was uh i can't can't remember what it was there's some like weird villain i've never heard of he like lived in like the rain or like in the amazon or something and he like came out of nowhere and he hired like a villain from each of the justice league members to like to go and fight each of them simultaneously and he had studied them and figured out their weaknesses. And so he actually like took out, I think all of them like at the same time, but then like Batman was able to escape, like basically Bane buries Batman alive. And so then Batman just like digs himself out and then he, He's able to go to the Batcave and, like, get some tools and then go save the rest of the Justice League and then they go fight the guy. Mm -hmm. But, like, that felt like a good story for the Riddler to portray instead of just this random guy that they invented for this movie, I feel like. It was a cartoon movie that came out in the early 2000s. I really can't remember what it was. Was it Randall Savage? Yes, that sounds about right.
1: I'm starting to sound, when you were describing this, I kind of had the idea that it might have been Randall Savage as the villain because that sounds like him.
0: Randy Savage. Like Ran-
1: uh, I think it's Vandal Savage. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds alright. Uh, but and I remember just feeling like I'd never heard of this guy before. But like that totally would have made more sense for the Riddler to do. Mm-hmm. I don't know.
1: But oh, yeah, yeah. No, and I know since we have done this, I did go back and I watched the uh, the Dark Knight trilogy. Oh yeah, is it hold up? I don't like Dark Knight Rises very much, but it does have one of my favorite villains in it. I think Tom yes. Hardy's Bane is pretty perfect. Yeah, for you... a realistic portrayal of of that character. Yes, uh, that's a good point. I The biggest thing is, is, and this is my argument with most things related to Batman, mm-hmm. the villains are way more interesting. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, his villains, his rogues gallery is more interesting than Batman. And is Batman really that interesting,
2: though? <laughs> like, I don't to think be fair. so.
1: I really don't. <laughs> I think Batman Begins is still probably the best Batman movie we've ever gotten.
2: Yes.
1: I think Christian Bale is not a very good Batman Bruce Wayne. Yes. I think i think i think razzle in the movie's really good i think uh killian murphy mm-hmm. as scarecrow is really good i think yeah, keith really ledger good. joker is by far the best joker ever uh and i think bane is really good mm-hmm. uh batman begins is a great movie it's just very long it's very yep. long in length and, and it draws out the dark knight again it's super long but it keeps your interest yep. the dark knight rises is, is Just a slogfest and (laughs) the story in it is so stupid that I really don't like it that much. I mean, I I love Dark Knight when it came, Dark Knight Rises when it came out. Yes. About six to to 12 months after it came out, the movie very much turned on me and I started seeing all the problems with
0: it. Yeah, it's not a movie to think too hard about. No, and that's
1: kind of sad considering the director is someone that expects you to think hard with his movies. Yeah,
0: I kind of get the feeling that he was just kind of
1: tired at that point. You gotta (laughs) wonder you gotta wonder but man i'm gonna just i told lee this a while back i'm just gonna flat out say it i don't like christopher nolan i'm really really not a fan of his movies i've seen the batmans uh interstellar was just depressing
0: i've not seen that and that's kind of just because that's what people say uh
1: inception i'm not a big fan of even though i've seen it quite a few times i like parts of it i but i i'm not saying i'm smarter than the movie but i do think of why does this happen? Like, I'm not saying I'm smarter than him. He's, yeah, he's yeah, a genius, yeah. very big I, genius, but he doesn't want to explain the mechanics behind MacGuffins in the movie. And I want yeah. to know the I stop and I go, how does this work? So Inception is, is kind of a
0: lot of MacGuffins. Yes. Uh,
1: I never saw. Oh, uh, God. Memento? What's it, oh, no, I've never seen Memento.
0: You should see – I feel like you would probably like Memento.
1: That's what I've been told. I've never seen Dunkirk.
0: Oh, I didn't know he did that.
1: He did Dunkirk, and oh. then his next movie, Tenet, is yeah. – I don't know if I want to see that movie because
0: – I know I've, nothing about it.
1: I know no, – he doesn't want anything known about it. The movie, yeah. is, the movie is supposed to come out next month. They've been saying they need to push it due to COVID-19, and he refuses yeah. to.
0: So what, is it going to go direct to TV? No, nope, he wants it. He doesn't, uh, that's one thing.
1: Christopher Nolan doesn't believe in home media.
0: Yeah, well, that makes sense. His movies yeah, he, are well,
1: he should IMAX. But the yeah. uh, the thing that threw me off with this movie is recent interviews with the actors where they said while they were doing their best acting, <laughs> yeah. they did not understand what they were saying or doing in the movie because yeah. it was just way too overwhelming.
2: And I'm they, not sure I, brought I like that. that.
0: Up in the they brought that up in the pitch meeting for uh, Inception. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, it was at the you know at the end of pitch meeting. They always have like that, like a, they show a headline. Oh, the headline was that was that like
1: was uh, it? I guess I don't remember that. I did read an interview. I did read interviews about that. And
0: yeah, my huh. biggest
1: problem with that is if your actors don't understand what they're doing, how are they giving you a good performance?
0: Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, it depends on what they're trying to achieve with the movie. Like, if the movie is supposed to be confusing, which I hope not.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: but because, like, I, uh, American Psycho, is that the name of the movie with Christian Bale? Yes. Um, I I saw something this week where there's, like, I've not seen the movie, but the scene where um, Willem Dafoe is, like, interviewing him in his office. Uh, I guess they shot that scene three times, What, where Willem Dafoe acted like he knew that the, that, um, Christian Bale's character is the murderer. Then they did it again where he suspected that he was the murderer, but had no evidence. And then they filmed it again where he just did not at all think that he was the murderer and just was interviewing him because he, because it involved his coworker. And, and then I guess they like spliced together like those three different, um, recordings i guess uh to make it so that the audience couldn't detect like how the the detective felt and so like to a degree i can see like doing goofy stuff so that the you know so that the actors don't know or are you know to force them to act in certain ways but yeah if they don't know what they're acting i guess that is really weird
1: yeah it's i I, I haven't seen that movie for so long and i love that movie american psycho yeah yes i think it's pretty good
0: the most I've ever seen of that was because you made me watch, like, a couple of scenes, which were pretty funny. <laughs> like, when he's putting the cat in the ATM.
1: Oh, that is fucking hilarious. <laughs> that is so funny. That's that's funny. That scene is just hilarious, where it's like, what is going on? Because that's by the point where the movie, where you're just, like, going...
0: Well,
1: that's when he goes completely nuts. Yeah. That's when he goes completely nuts. And I 100% believe everything is real in the movie, but there are so many debates on whether half of it's in his brain or not. Yeah. And it's up for debate. It's not, it's, it's, it's up eh. for debate. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, I don't know. Um. I also forgot he made The Prestige. Oh, he did The Prestige? That was he a good movie. The, yeah, he did The Prestige with Hugh Jackman and Christian Bale. And that's that was a good movie. movie. It's a weird movie. It's a couple good. watches, but I don't yeah. I don't know if time is up so much, but David Bowie's in it, so it's awesome.
0: Yeah, that movie, it made a weird sci-fi turn that I was not expecting. (laughs) Like, the whole, like, the machine that um, Tesla, David Bowie's character, makes, like, this is like, wait, what? Like, what does this machine do? Like, this this movie went nowhere
1: I was expecting it to go. (laughs) Yes, it's a cloning machine, but I kind of wonder if it is a cloning machine, if it's not a quantum duplicator.
0: What do you mean by that? Sorry.
1: Quantum duplication means that when something is quantum duplicated, it's not a copy, it is that person.
0: Oh, interesting. Yes. So it's like a emerging of dimensions maybe or no, yes, cuz it wouldn't I, even be that. Would it? It's uh it's
1: very weird where quantum duplication means when something is duplicated, both copies are identical and neither is a copy because they are that. Yeah, and okay. I know they talked about they don't talk about this. This is just for me from reading sci-fi and stuff like that,
2: mm-hmm. that I've
1: learned about quantum quantum mechanics, which, by the way, don't ever look up quantum mechanics. You're, you'll want to <laughs> <blow your brain. laughs> And I'm not smart enough to know about qu- like I've it. looked up quantum mechanics and I really should never have done that.
0: Uh, go to a uh, simple Wikipedia that should be able to explain it more simply.
1: I, I did. And it hurt my head because <laughs> I went through a phase where I was really confused by Schrodinger's cat. And even Schrodinger's cat's page is very confusing. But uh, yeah, they talked about that because I know Hugh Jackman makes a line saying that he doesn't know whether he's the one that goes into the yeah. box or the one that comes out. Yeah, yeah. And so I kind of have a feeling that it may have to deal with that. And hmm, real quick, I'll just say it: the, yeah. the reason I know about quantum mechanics is because it's a <laughs> huge focal point in a Transformers comic where oh, yeah. they have the the crew of a ship uh, has. Uh, the, the way they travel in space in their spaceship is called is called quantum engines. Uh-huh. And oh,
2: at yeah, the beginning
1: yeah. of the comic series, there's an explosion. Uh-huh. Their engines explode and they get flung across the universe. Yep. Four years later, they find another ship and crew identical to them. Mm-hmm. And one of the characters in the book is a quantum mechanic. And she mm-hmm. breaks down that their engines... Uh, how quantum? This is all oh, sci-fi. This is ridiculous. How's quantum mechanics works for travel is, uh, when they're activated, thousands of points are made throughout the galaxy, and the quantum end engines will correct and create one course. Mm-hmm. When their engines exploded, reality bent, and two quantum, two ships and crew were created. But what happened was when they started getting closer together, everyone started disappearing and fading out of existence because they were so far away from each other. Nothing went Mm -hmm. wrong. But once they started getting closer, Mm -hmm. uh, the universe started mixing up and correcting itself. And but they very much stated that everybody, nobody was a copy and everybody was themselves because quantum engineering doesn't create duplicates. It just creates another you that is yeah, identical yeah, yeah. in every way, and you—it's nowhere if, ands, or butts on who's a copy or not. So that's kind of what I took from Prestige in some ways—that
0: yeah, yeah, it was that a car-
1: duplicator.
0: Which, uh, if you know, we—I think we brought up in that like the whole teleportation in Star Trek is like what really makes Star Trek depressing. Yeah. Um, you know, I think from now on, I'm my, I'm gonna head that a teleporter is a quantum, teleporter. teleporter. A quantum, te-
1: uh, yeah, a quantum teleporter. Because yeah, yeah, really, it's so we've talked about it on our Picard thing so many times because yeah. it's one of the things where I said that it ruins Star Trek for me, knowing mm-hmm. that everybody dies repeatedly, and then yeah. it very much solidifies that there is no afterlife and there is no soul in Star Trek. But that's well, also Gene I mean, Ronberry being. A A god-hating uh communist
0: (laughs) yes but i mean you can make the argument too i suppose that the first time they die is when they die and you know that their soul is released from their body i guess but then then there's the argument of how does their body exist without a soul if souls exist but
1: how screwed up would it be if you actually went through a teleporter dexter and the next thing you know you're in heaven and you're looking down and seeing a copy of you down there with your family
0: I don't think I would well oh, that is weird, yeah. Now you think say that. But that's, I mean that's where my brain goes
1: with this stuff. How screwed <laughs> up would it be? I mean, granted you're supposed to be in heaven and you're supposed to be in complete You don't care. Yeah. You're, you're not care. supposed to care. You that, I mean this is we're not gonna talk about religion,
0: but you're telling me that if that was the case, you'd look down and be like,
1: Well, I guess they're in good hands.
0: <laughs> I mean if it's an exact copy of me, which is not a copy, it is me.
1: And it doesn't have a soul, so why the heck is that thing functioning? But yeah, that yes, is, yes. That's, that's the weird, that is the most realistic thing about it is if there is an afterlife, how messed up would it be if you went through a teleporter and the next thing you know, you're in the afterlife and you're looking and seeing a copy of you take over your life and they don't know?
0: Well, see, and that's why it needs to be a quantum machine. Yep. Or a portal. <laughs> how about a portal? Yeah. We're, how about a we're portal just, that like, just... Oh, it's a, it's a mini wormhole.
1: Yeah, yeah, a space bridge. Uh like it's it's just like, you know, I I that's I I really hate the transporter system in Star Trek because they just had to they that's just had to happen. do an episode that explained what happens and I hate them for it.
0: Yeah. Well, it, Star Trek just has that cuz like I mean the whole idea behind a warp engine, it's just to explain how you know the expanse of space is meaningless like or you know, it, it fixes the fact that like whole like episodes aren't just them traveling. Like, have you uh, have you read or, uh, the, the book is, uh, Leviathan wakes or the movie or the TV show, the expanse. No. Um, that, that does a really good job with like just how actual space travel would be. I've not seen the show, but I've read the book. Uh, and it's just the only space that they really travel between is, I think they go as far as Saturn, uh, and there's a lot of stuff that takes place in the asteroid belt. Um, and then they talk a lot about Mars and a lot of the characters are from Earth. Uh-huh. Uh, so they don't, there's not a lot of, like, they're not traveling huge, huge, you know, I mean, they're not going between solar systems like they do in Star Trek, but like the, a lot of the story takes, place with just them wasting time because they're traveling these huge oh.
1: distances
0: oh and totally because i mean how long would it take for
1: standard travel to get just get to our neighbor planet mars it would take like what,
0: two years three years three it, uh no it's shorter than it's actually a surprisingly short amount of time i think it's like six months or something is it like
1: now because i remember like you know, well they granted 20 years ago and we've only started going back to space But I remember twenty years ago they were saying it was like twenty years or something, or two, three years or something like that. Um, But I mean, I mean, who knows?
2: Well, and
0: it it depends too, because like we don't we don't shoot a rocket to Mars until, unless you know, unless Mars is as close as it's gonna get, you know. But then like if 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 you're just traveling, you know, if you're just living in space, like you don't get to pick like I mean, maybe you do, like you wait for an optimal time. But odds are, because this book is about. these guys their their job is to go harvest ice from oh. uh from saturn and, and then bring it to uh, the colonies in the asteroid belt okay um and so like that's their job so like you know like so are, are they really only working when you know those that that colony and saturn are really close to each other and then they're just like sitting around doing nothing for the rest of the year
2: yeah I mean,
0: which is very very possible anyway it takes six to eight months to get to mars okay Uh, that's cool surprising which i don't know you know if humans can travel that fast or not i don't know if outer space travel matters i don't know
1: i don't know i mean Uh, i mean hopefully we find out in our lifetime i don't know if we will but
0: planning on sending people i think in the next 20 years
1: yeah i mean we'll be in our 50s by then but yeah um oh that was a discussion real quick about space travel so uh i want we were talking about watching the alien movies i watched Mm -hmm. alien covenant
0: Oh, yeah, I wanted to bring that up.
1: I was telling Lee that modern space travel knowledge has ruined movies for me. (laughs) (laughs) Why is that? Because in the movie, there's a whole lot of late 20-year-olds and early Uh, 30-year-olds traveling. And we all know damn well that it takes 20 to 30 years of training to go into space. There's no such thing as astronauts under 40. (laughs) And... Uh, So I've always been I always get thrown out when I see someone in their 20s being an astronaut because it's like, no, that's not how that works. I
0: mean, isn't that in the future, though? Like, I presume space travel is a little different.
1: I mean, in that movie, it's like the year 2100, 20, 20, uh 2090 yeah. or something like that. I mean, but even still, nowadays, our astronauts are still people like in their early 40s. Because they have to go through so much. You have to go through the Air Force. You have to go through all this stuff. Like, you have to spend 20 years of your life, of your adult life, just preparing to go up for maybe a couple days or even a day. Mm -hmm. Uh,
0: No, they're up there longer than that. Well, depending on what you're doing. It depends on what you're doing, yes.
1: If you're going to ISS, yeah, but if you're going up for a test or for an orbit – yeah, it's, I it, mean, it, but like I said, yeah. yeah, the movies kind of ruin it for me where I, I, I look at these beautiful people that look like models and they're, yeah. they're, they're captaining spaceships and I'm so thrown out. But again, like yeah. I said, like with Nolan movies and stuff like that, I'm not saying I'm smarter than these people, but I am saying that it does pull me out of real is, of a situation. Granted, if it's an alien or monster or anything like that, sure, but like, interstellar has anne hathaway as an astronaut (laughs) and so i'm like okay whatever
0: yeah well even (laughs) whatever um, i think what really like seems strange to me was in because i've not seen the last alien movie uh but in prometheus like the like uh the geologist guy looked like he was like from a gang in ireland because I think yeah. he was Irish or what something. Yeah,
1: he I but, was a geologist.
0: Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh But he had, like... I he feel had, like... Yeah, he had tattoos, like, on his head. And, mm-hmm. it, like, half his head was shaved. Not all of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. Like, he had a weird haircut. And, like... And I'm not saying that like really smart people can't have tattoos and weird haircuts because I know was a guy... He was so
1: not looking like someone who would go into space. Well, but like he, was, like, he seemed... He, like, didn't, he very verbally said he didn't want to be there.
0: Well, and he seemed like very drunk half the time or like he was about to go to the bar and get... I don't know, like... Scottish! You well, know, that's probably it, but... That's the most sober Scottish man ever to go into space. But just like his attitude just didn't feel like he should be in outer space. Like, And I felt like a lot of the characters just like you're a scientist like yeah I, I don't know it just it was weird but and I feel bad saying that because it's not to say that like anybody can be a scientist I guess I don't care but it, it just seemed and maybe the point maybe the point of that it was like it was maybe more realistic and I was expecting an Anne Hathaway and that's not what I got I don't know that's an interesting thing to think about
1: uh yeah, well so we don't <laughs> trail on too long. We've, we've talked a bunch about a lot of stuff, yeah. here, but you got something this week that I know you want to talk about.
0: Uh yeah, and I don't know that I need to talk about it too much. Uh i mostly no, was, dish, it was something it's super to talk
1: exciting.
2: About.
0: But uh I uh so for Mother's Day we got uh my wife um a raised bed garden and just between all the supplies and buying dirt and everything it ended up costing a decent amount of money so uh she asks me like hey since we spent so much money on mother's day uh do you want like a new playstation or something for father's day and i was just like oh we're planning on spending a new playstation amount of money uh so uh yeah i I just like let me think about it for like a a day or two and uh and then I i don't know what it was but uh something reminded me and i was just like i want a 3d printer like just as soon as I thought about it, it's like, this is what I want. So it came, um, and yeah, it's not even Father's Day yet, but since I knew it was coming, I got to have it right away. Uh, and yeah, so I've been, I've printed, um, uh, on, on my 3D printer, half of the Death Star, which took 18 hours. Yeah. For half of it. Not even half of it, really, because there's a big hole in the top. Uh, so I'm gonna have to, the bottom half, like, I had to, I ran it for two days basically. Uh, and I paused it by unplugging the machine in the middle of it, uh, which isn't really recommended. It it, it just like, it can do that, but you're not, you're not really supposed to do that. Um, and so I, I don't really want to do that anymore. And actually I did run, I did a test or not a test. I did um some printing today and we were leaving the house to go, uh, pick up some groceries, I think. And so I, I didn't know we were doing that. So I had to, and the machine runs at 400 degrees fahrenheit i believe so like i don't want that to just be running when we're not at home uh <laughs> so i unplugged it and it ended up ruining my print so that's that sucks otherwise uh yeah so i've been spending a lot of time this week printing a lightsaber uh as matt uh suggested for me to do so i'm doing anakin it's technically it's um luke's from a new hope is what the the guy designed it as but okay. basically yeah, because I know
1: I know Bill said that he had like three of them up there, yeah. but I only knew of the Luke slash Anakin one yeah. and the Ray one.
0: Yeah, so there's the Luke from A New Hope, um, and then there's uh the uh, Revenge of the Sith, not Revenge of the Sith, Return.
1: What is it? Revenge of the Sith was Episode
2: three.
0: Uh, oh no no uh, um it's uh empire strikes back and then revenge of the center so it's um it's luke's when he first gets it and then i think he the only difference i can tell is the button is different so the one i'm printing the button has like a series of raised dots so kind of like half circles
1: yeah that's supposed to be luke's and
0: okay that's luke's from a new hope is what it said and then return of the jedi's what, not Return of the Jedi, uh, Empire Strikes Back was, it was more flat with, like, a grid pattern on it.
1: Yes, and, and that's, okay, yep.
0: And I don't know what, I, I didn't study it well enough to, to know what the difference was that, like, Ray did to change it. Uh, well, um, in,
1: in uh, Last Jedi, it snaps in half, and so she puts it back together, and she wraps okay. it, she puts a new, um, I think the activator's the same, Okay. but, uh, she, um, she puts a a brace around where it snapped in half and she wraps it in leather.
0: Oh, okay, okay, that makes sense. Um so yeah, anyway, I'm doing a new hope version cuz I you you said you wanted the Anakin one, so and so that's just the one that I was just like, okay, I'll just do this one. Um and it was it's definitely been a learning curve doing this it's just because of all the different pieces and there's a lot oh, of too Oh, very much a lot of um so yeah there's a lot of tubes a lot of flat pieces a lot of delicate pieces i think there's this one piece i've printed i'm going to have to print a third time now uh because it just it didn't do well just now um there there's like um at the top of the hilt it kind of like sticks out the backside, and the the design that this guy did that um i got it from which i can't remember remember it was the 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 youtube you gave me oh punished props punished props yeah so he's using it as like uh it kind of becomes like um uh a thing to like hold the blade on so i think he he kind of i don't know what he makes it out of i don't know what he ends up making the blade out of but he he made a version of this where you can put electronics in it so it makes noise and lights up Mm -hmm. uh and so then he kind of turned this piece into what holds the blade on
2: yeah, it's like support.
0: Um, yeah, and I mean, and it, it kind of looks like what it looked like in the movie, I guess. I don't know what it's supposed to be in the movie. I always assumed it was like what attaches to the belt, but now that I think about it, it's the bottom no. that attaches to the belt. Oh,
1: I know what you're talking. About. Are you talking about the little protrusions at the end? Uh, on the
2: hill,
0: like at the very top.
1: Okay, I know what those are. What are they? that okay that's from the original piece it's it's actually doesn't serve a function it's from the flash tube from the camera that the lightsaber is
0: built from oh so it's just okay it's just decorative (laughs) that's funny but yeah so anyway this design then has kind of turned that into like you would pinch those and then it would open up on the inside and you put the tube in and then close it and then there's another like piece that goes over that to hold it all together um and so and it it ends up like it it works well for that purpose and i was actually impressed that that's what this guy did with it but it basically then turns those pieces into very delicate things that break very easily.
1: Yeah, and he goes over that in his build video on how yeah. to handle them, and which uh,
0: I didn't watch until after I had already printed oh, them. Oh,
1: okay. I was just saying, yeah, he, he does have. I think his video is like 45 minutes long, but yeah. a good over five minutes of it deals with just that little section yeah. and how to handle it and how to sand it down and things, because okay. he does fully say it could break. Like you said, these are very, very delicate.
0: They are. And I, I've had, I've, so far I've only sanded the top portion of the tube, I I guess, the, the, I don't know what it would be called, but, um, and I was printing the bottom half today and then that's what didn't work. Um, so it broke, I guess. I need to, I need to reprint the bottom half of the tube and, uh, those pinchers and, um, this other piece that it's just like this, it kind of like wraps around a knob. It's really like at the base of the knob. I I don't know that it really probably serves a purpose. It's, yeah, I don't know, but it's the, so anyway, the issues I'm running into, especially with like those delicate pieces is when you print a 3d thing, like it's, it's, it's creating these layers of a really thin uh, filament. Um, And so then you obviously can't print on top of air. And so it builds these structures as it's printing to kind of like su- support structures so that it can create like, like, um, basically when I did the, the Death Star. So basically you're printing a dome. And so then in the middle of the dome, like as it's printing the outside of the dome, it, it built like this big tower. So yeah. Once it got to the top of the dome, it ha- it would have some support because like if that wasn't there, it would just start to sink as it's printing. Or the yeah, and I fall. I didn't know that. I didn't yeah. know that
1: uh, originally. I was very surprised to see all the skeleton of 3D printing. Yeah. That.
0: There's a lot of extra filament, and I guess and I'm gonna look into this because I'm doing a lot of things that use supports, and so I'm ending up with a lot of garbage plastic and i would like to not be like tripling my plastic consumption (laughs) and so
1: i don't know a whole lot about 3d printing but i honestly from what i've seen i think that's just a byproduct of the 3d printing unfortunately yes
0: it is but they make um i think it's called an extruder uh you could melt it back down and oh right well um let me ask what kind of printer did you get uh the okay so the brand is any cubic it's built it's made in china which i think most of these are um it, i i just i looked up some reviews and basically this is uh the best one that i could find for the price range i was looking at um any cubic dot com is this the website um and then the version i have is the uh mega s
1: i'm just looking it up right now so i can yeah. see what it looks like
0: Oh yeah, I can send you a picture. I'll put it. Oh, the it's okay. I, I I found it. Yeah. Oh, okay. But it's uh, it, it does. Uh, what is it? 220 millimeters cubed is the space I can print in. So, like, if I wanted to do a mask, I would probably have to do it in like. I'm, I was thinking about doing a red hood mask just cause I've always liked the red well always like whatever since the red hood existed I've liked him and so but to do that I would have to do it in stages and, I'd have to
1: say would it be like have to be split in like half and then you'd have to glue it together Yeah,
0: basically um and then or like uh there's a lot of um there's a lot of forums essentially you can just go to and get like free downloads that other people have built there's a real the community behind 3d printing is insane like they're just some of the nicest people i've very rarely ran into a fandom that is this well put together i mean it's just a bunch of like engineers so i guess obviously it's gonna be well put together but they're very nice and very talked to jet about it at all um no i've not talked to jet uh I guess. I, cause yeah, he has a 3d printer and I know you've approached him to print something for you. Um,
1: yes. And he wasn't a hundred percent certain about it, but he was confident. And, yeah. So I mean, that was six months ago or something like that. The, that was a long, that was last year when I talked yeah. to him a little bit about it. And cause there is a project that I would like to see printed, um, someday it's my little figurine of my children's book, Billy, uh, yeah. little zombie. And so it's something that would be multiple stages. The biggest problem is, it requires designing.
0: Yeah. And... The, the problem with that is, is creating the 3D design because, yes. uh, I don't know what software would be best for that. The, the software I'm using is, um, uh, Autodesk Fusion 360, which uh, is that the, I, I have. I've heard a lot of talk about that. Yeah, and I think that's the more popular one because it's free if you're not using it commercially or, I think, making less than $5,000 commercially because um, it's it's AutoCAD. It, it's that company. Um, so, yeah, but... It, and as far as, like, what I've learned to do with it, like, I can make a cube and I can take, like, an SVG, place it on a plane on that cube and then extrude that to make, like two-dimensional-ish design you know like or emboss it sort of mm-hmm. um so i wouldn't know how to like like the problem is like with billy he has hair and he has clothing and so then that's where i'm like i don't know how to do that kind of detail and so i'm guessing that there's probably different software because i know i've seen video of people i don't know what software they're using but it looked like it was probably on an ipad or a tablet of some sort and they probably had like a, a pen, of you know, whatever those are called, the stylus. And yeah. they were like kind of like drawing like 3D with that, like pushing and pulling things. It was yeah, kind of, it's interesting. And I don't know that I would be able to do that with a mouse. You know? I
1: know. Yeah. I mean, I know how to build his hair. I know mm-hmm. how to do it. I've thought Just, a lot about it. Yeah. Uh, the best way to describe it. Remember those Simpson action figures they used to have when we were kids? You know, yeah. like Lisa, Lisa's hair. Where mm-hmm. it was all spikes, and she just had spikes surrounding it. Yeah, it'd be similar to that.
2: Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah, it'd be something similar. Oh yeah, to like,
0: okay. yeah. Well, yeah. Anyway, but like, I mean, th- basically, that's the biggest learning curve with making my own designs, and is uh, like I, I've, I, yeah, I've yet to actually like build something. Design and yeah. build a 3D model and then print it myself. I've only done, I've only ever, I've only downloaded stuff and printed that.
1: Yeah, yeah. and I, I've, there is something that I've dreamed of getting 3D printed, yep. but I've yet to find someone to be able to do it. And yeah. it's not. Okay, well, I have one of my figures, one of my Transformer figures. Uh huh. Um, I bought an upgrade kit for this character. It came with a new head and some armor and stuff like that. The thing yeah. is he's got two protruding horns and in the comic for a while he had a horn that was broken so mm. the kit only came w- came with his head with one horn and uh-huh. I don't like that I want two horns yeah, yeah yeah and I took the head apart it's one separate piece and I huh. figured I figured any a lot of people would probably try and make one which is so like make the horn with two horns so you need the whole head or you just need two horns? Just the horn. Okay. Just the horn. And the problem is, is that it's one piece. Like you yeah. separate the head and it's just a – it's like a horseshoe shape.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And But one of the horns is missing. All I would love is just to get the two horns.
0: Yeah, yeah. That
1: would be – And cool. I – It's surprising
0: the, that that doesn't exist, that somebody hasn't done that. I can't
1: believe the company that just made it just did decided to do one horn. Yeah. And sadly, another group made their own yeah. figure, and it had one horn. And yeah. so, it's very bumming that nobody. And there is a very. It's like I was saying. There's a very large Transformers community that 3D prints. Yeah, I would. Nobody that. made a replacement.
0: That's weird.
1: Yeah, I no, mean, it's, it, a simple, it's a it's super small though. So the yeah. thing about it was, it oh, would need to small. be like scanned, probably, or it would just need to be measured. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and I'd have to look at it to see how difficult Ex- that would be. Exactly. It's not a very big piece, mm-hmm. but it would just be measured or something and yeah. scanned in. And I almost just wanted to solicit anybody being like, can somebody make um, this? There, there's
0: just- a there's a company in town here. Uh, I can't remember what it's called, um, but it's in Clive. It's off of Swanson. Mm-hmm. It's like in the, the it's this weird strip mall that's like. Uh, I think there's like a dance studio and a sort of graphic design studio. I know so what
2: like, you're talking
0: about. Yeah. Okay. It's like, it's it's like an industrial area. It's kind of weird. Um, but yeah. Uh, and they, I went and bought filament because I ordered filament from the company that makes this product. And when I told the guy that, I was like, I ordered this filament and they haven't shipped it yet. That was like two weeks ago. And the guy was just like, why would you order filament from them? It's just like well i mean i know nothing about what's going on so I, it, it seemed reasonable at the time
2: <laughs> but oh, uh, man, they still I've have yet to pre- they have
0: they have yet to send me the filament i'm a little mad it, uh but anyway uh and he told me though that uh they i think it's 100 bucks an hour they'll design they'll like do whatever you want like build out yeah i mean the thing though is like what you know can you do it no but yeah it's expensive and he recommended like do as much of the work as you can because it's ex- because he knew it was expensive but yeah i just thought that was interesting that they did that i guess
1: yeah i mean I, that was one thing i wanted to ask you not to get pricing mm-hmm. involved but is filament expensive um i
0: got f- oh, wow. i forgot how much how much i got um it was like 26 dollars for a roll that i've that I I don't know I, I haven't even used half of it and I've been okay. I've been like running nonstop just printing things so is your printer uh does it only
1: take one form of filament or can it take because I know yeah, there's different kinds
0: I'm I'm using PLA which is like the easiest one to work with which is why I'm using it just because I wanted to learn on the easiest one to learn with mm-hmm. um and then there's another one it's a bunch of acronyms and so I'm not really good with that sort of thing but they're like, all
1: like acronyms and just it's uh ABS I
0: think oh ABS
1: and, yeah I know ABS ABS and, is what most plastics are kind of made out yeah, of yeah
0: and that one's nice and maybe preferred I think a lot more people use that um because I
1: think it a lot of lines
0: yeah you can um what you do is like uh I saw a guy on YouTube he did it he had a old paint can he lined the inside like he's magnetized um uh he put magnets on some paper towels that he mm-hmm. doused in uh acetone like nail polish remover yeah and then he closed it heated it up with a heat gun and then he took the thing that he printed and just lowered it in like on an l bracket and i think he left it in for 30 seconds and the fumes basically melted it just enough to smooth out the the line the printer lines because because mm-hmm. like Yeah, and I know you have a huge problem because whenever I send you a picture, it's like you got to Sam that. (laughs) It's a pet peeve. Yeah,
1: and Um, I get that. It's a super pet peeve of mine. Like I said, I'm part of a big fandom, and a very big portion of the fandom is all into 3D printing. There's a lot of people that make and sell 3D printed parts for toys. All I see are those lines or yeah. the fact that it looks like styrofoam, yeah. and I see people just praise me, like, I'll buy that. I love this. This looks great. And I look at it, and I'm just like, I don't see it, guys. Yeah. I'm sorry, and I don't mean to sound mean, but I don't see it. And, yeah, that's my biggest problem with 3D printing is just, like, I've watched reviews of this stuff, and I can – it just – I don't know what it is, but I just see the
0: imperfections. Yeah.
2: And yeah. No, and it just, I
0: – I have too. And there's a lot you can do for that. Like, um, my printer, yeah. So you can sand, which I did sand my lightsaber down a bit, which is a pain in the butt, but, um, you can also print at finer levels. So yes. mine can print at 0.1, 0.2 and 0.3 or 0.01. I don't know, like millimeters. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the, the issue with that is this the finer, the, filament the longer the print takes yes and i'm printing like like i said that the half the death star took 18 hours and that was at point two, i think okay. like if i had done that at one, man that would have doubled it you know
2: yeah.
0: that would have been insane and like mm-hmm. and i've heard you know there are people that just let it run for 18 plus hours sh- straight but the problem yeah. with that is like this is a machine that's running i mean granted yeah a really tiny part of it is running at 400 degrees but i would have the same paranoia but it's just honest. like yeah yeah i yeah I, I, I run the dishwasher when i'm not home i'll I'll clean clothes when i'm not home but i those, won't run a
1: fan i won't run a yeah. fan when i'm not home i i won't run my air conditioner when i'm Which not home
0: you're not supposed to like it says like in the packaging not to do that but i mean whatever we do it if my house floods because of my dishwasher i have insurance i guess but like uh, actually, that would suck a lot now that I think about it. But I don't yeah. want to like I don't want to come home to my house burned to the ground because I thought it was super. You're trying important. to make a freaking baby Yoda figurine. <laughs> yeah, like that's not that's not important to me. Like, and actually, I just uh, I saw on the Reddit on Reddit, um, this guy was making uh, the PPE things in his house, or his whole house didn't burn down because he had it in like this weird side room, so it was kind of yeah. like, isolated. But – and then it was interesting because, like, just going down the forum because, like, every everyone was just like, well, the, he wasn't upkeeping his machine. And, like, there are things you can do to make sure this doesn't happen, like clean your machine.
1: Um bit in a low-temperature environment, I know, is – Yeah. Uh, a low – like, not to say humidity is bad, but yeah. there is a certain temperature of humidity that is required even for the filament.
0: And, yeah, because yeah, yeah. it gets, uh, yeah. Uh, well, especially when you start getting into, like – um. They yeah. Uh, I don't know that ABS is as bad, but there's like the more flexible filaments uh can absorb the the moisture and it can get weird when you print. Yeah. Yes. And I know um I
1: recommended it to you, and I hate this to sound like a continuous advertisement, but you know, the channel that we've talked a lot about, I like to make stuff. Um yeah, yeah. I told you Bob has a ton of three D printing videos. He reviews printers. He's built mm-hmm. his own workstations for printing. He's built yeah, like he two like workstations.
0: Fire, what? He has, like, five printers. Like, I, I, saw it,
1: yeah.
0: I saw his, uh, yeah, when he was, like, giving a tour of his studio, and he just, like, pointed, like, those are the 3D printers, and there's just, like, five in a row. Yeah, he has yeah. a bunch, and uh, he
1: built a container for yeah. all of his filaments, and he oh, yeah, installed yeah. Uh, a humid heater in there, too. And oh, yeah, he I goes, yeah. yes, with a temperature gauge that's on right, the side. Yeah. Yeah, and he talks a lot about it and that's when I told I texted you and said you should check out some of this. Like mm-hmm. he goes into some detail about like uh about it. I mean granted, uh I did watch them but I was a little lost because I just don't know a lot about 3D printing. Mm-hmm. Uh but the, he did talk about he does he's done reviews on them and it's very interesting and I know he built one. Like he he's kickstart funded a bunch of print, 3D printers. Interesting. And he actually had to build one uh, that came unassembled because it was oh. part of the kickstart campaign and so he has a whole video of him building this thing and it's all it's all like twine and stuff and stretchy yeah. wires and stuff and yeah. it was like oh this is I, i'd give up <laughs> I, i'd give up halfway through i couldn't do it
0: wow from him
1: yeah like and his like video a guy is very, who makes
0: a living building ridiculous things <laughs> Yeah.
1: And he shows him building this thing. But it's like a, it's like, you know, he was nice enough to reply to our podcast beforehand yeah. where I said I can do electrical work and watching him build this thing. And granted, huh. it's not like he's just winging it. It came with instructions like it tells you how yeah, to do yeah. it. I don't know if I have the patience because, oh, man, Whoa. it just seems so like I have problems. I can't tie my shoes, <laughs> so I don't know if I could assemble a 3D printer.
0: Well, and that's a big selling point for a lot of 3D printers. Like, mine, literally, I think I screwed in eight screws, maybe. And then I had to loosen two other ones to, like, install the filament holder. Um, so, like, yeah, the, the, it's a big selling point for 3D printers right now uh, to be very easy to assemble. Yeah, but the they're hard, the, assembled for the most yeah, part. Yeah, the, the hardest part is leveling the bed because uh, you have to have the – the oh it
1: has to be straight zero yeah it has to be completely
0: uh it ha- well it has to be within like a paper's width
2: mm-hmm.
0: which i've got i've actually gotten really good at that which i was ugh, man the first time i did it i was like i don't know that i'm ever gonna get this but i've done it enough and i can do it pretty quick now it's not too bad i've figured out a couple tricks i guess with it but mm. it's interesting i don't know yeah like uh it's, it's a fun hobby and and my wife like pointed out that it's a really good hobby for me because it takes, like, all I have to do is kind of, like, figure out what I want to make, and then I set it up, which I can do, like, on the computer, like, pretty quick, I guess, like, depending, you know, as long as it's a print that I just i am downloading, I guess. Yeah. And, and I've worked on a couple of designs that I'm not ready to print yet, but I've been working on them like just in the room. So like with video games, I come down to my basement and I'm by myself for a couple of hours or yeah. how long I'm playing a game for. Um, At least with that, like I can be in the same room. Like I can go to the, another part of the house and design it on the computer and not be by myself. So yeah. it's, a little, it's not as bad, I guess. I don't know. But, um, and then, yeah. So anyway, so the reason why it's a good hobby for me is like, I come down, I set it up, I hit print, and then I can go do other things every hour i kind of come down and check on it to see how it's doing uh and it's actually funny I mean, i'm recording this in the hallway um outside my office because which is why it took me a little you had to wait for me because i had to move my ethernet <laughs> cable because i was printing something and then right before we started recording i like actually like looked at it better and was like oh this like it, it because of stopping the print and then restarting it it uh the bed cooled all the way down and then I didn't want to reheat it because you can kind of have some issues I've heard, I guess. Um, loud. Mine is very loud. Yeah. A lot of, um, like the bigger ones, if you buy them, they kind of come with a case. And if you look on the forums in general, there's so many like prints to download, to build cases for Mm -hmm. your, for it because it, it's so loud. The The main benefit I see, though, like, because the, the noise doesn't bother me. Like, it's just for this podcast. I didn't want it to be. Is it just like a hum? Constant. No, it's like. Oh, OK. Like, <laughs> it sounds like, like a droid. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's what you expect from three motors running because you have the X, Y and Z axis. Each has a motor. So
1: it's like a um, conventional printer, like a paper printer.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But. OK. A little more intense, I suppose. But uh, I I mean, and I have it's printing while I'm working and it doesn't bother me. I kind of just like look at it every so often. But um, but the noise I kind of just start to like ignore it. It's like it's like I grew up with a clock that chimed every quarter hour and I couldn't and I never heard it. But like I think whenever you came over, you're just like, wow. And like I would sleep under that clock and I would sleep dead through the night.
1: Yeah. And I've, I've mentioned beforehand that I can't. I can't sleep with a fan on. It bothers me. Yeah. I can't sleep hearing the refrigerator hum. Uh, uh, yeah. I can't sleep hearing just a second hand clicking. <laughs> it has to be dead. Oh, see, I
0: time. need that. Yeah. I can't sleep with too much light. Like, I, I remember spending the oh, night at this house. Yeah, I remember spending the night at somebody's house once and the VCR like I couldn't fall asleep because the VCR. Like I, I think I got up and covered it with like my sweater I, or something. I
1: I've had to do that too. Like I I live in an apartment and I have just a box air conditioner and it doesn't reach my bedroom during the summertime. So oh, yeah. more times than any, I'm sleeping in the living room and mm-hmm. uh if it gets too warm because I also can't sleep with a lot of heat. Like my yeah, body yeah. so my body is so sensitive to most things and yeah. I can't sleep with light it has to be pure darkness it has oh, to be man. pure quiet and i've thrown like, a rag over my kitchen stove light uh, uh clock all the time
2: like oh, man, i yeah
1: <laughs> yeah i'm super sensitive the biggest problem is when it's super quiet then i can hear the ghost messing with me and so then that's a whole other <laughs> set of things that i can't deal with but you know, yeah, anyway I mean, back to like the 3d printing i'm uh, uh it, it's very it's very cool i uh if I'm not saying I'm so critical that I would never get one. Yeah. Uh, I, it's a very interesting hobby that people have really developed. And I
0: Yeah, it's I'm a, very interesting
1: to see how building things.
0: Yeah. And it's it's fun. And my problem right now is like there's just so much for me to build because I just I just got it. And oh, so yeah, like you just think, use it for everything. I think I spent like a half an hour the other night, like I was just like, okay, I have a good two hours. Like, I got the kids put to bed, and I can definitely, like, I have enough time I could print something small. Uh, and so I think I spent like a half an hour trying to figure out what I wanted to print. I was just like, ah, I'm running out of time. I just need to pick something.
1: <laughs> you know, it'd be really cool for I you to think print I someday. i do not
0: printing anything, which is a sad point. What?
1: You know, it'd be really cool for you to print someday. It'd be a uh, huge project, but it would be really neat uh, an infinity gauntlet.
0: Yeah, that'd be completely doable. I bet I could find a design for that. Honestly. Oh, I
1: bet there's 50
0: these. Yeah, and that's the other thing is like finding a design that actually works. Because like, because mm-hmm. um, I don't know how many lightsabers I had looked at, and I was just like, man, I don't know about any of this. And then you sent me that the that link, and I was just like, oh, this is perfect. Like it's on all of these different parts. I can print it, like yep, big. It's I one can print, one.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I can print the big parts like during the day when I'm working. I can print the little parts like when I have like little bits of time here and there uh and yeah it's it's a perfect like little project i guess to be working on right now
1: it's like uh, i know uh lee is planning on going to disney world this year yeah and he's going <laughs> to star he's going to De- galaxy's edge
0: yeah which you can make lightsabers and buy them they're just insane can make
1: and, and you can build one and i told him they're
0: like real like, expensive
1: i think the luke's lightsaber is like two hundred dollars yeah but i think without the hilt it's a little cheaper. <laughs> I told him.
0: Oh, just three d printing.
1: I yeah, I know, right? That's that's one idea. But I, I told him, I was like, you go there, you let me know how much it is, and I will yeah. send you PayPal money. Because the only thing I've ever dreamed of oh, is yeah. a lightsaber, but I've always wanted Luke's like or Anakin's. Yeah. I like the design of it. The yeah. thing about lightsabers is I hate custom made lightsabers. I hate uh, privately designed lightsabers. They all look like garbage toys from episode 1 lightsabers. Remember those <laughs> looking ones?
2: The toys those are so
1: Yeah, those ones are so stuck in my brain because you and I have a childhood friend. His favorite lightsaber is Obi-Wan Kenobi and Qui-Gon Jinn's from episode 1, and they they have they even have a red button like a toy. Oh yeah. Like they look so flimsy and cheap, and even when we were 14 years old seeing it, I thought the lightsabers looked so bad. And I was so happy when Obi Wan and Anakin oh, got yeah. lightsabers in Episode Three, because it's like, oh look, they look—they don't look like toys. They look like junk that's all glued together. And I love yeah. that.
0: Yeah, I forgot that those, those Episode One lightsabers, like yeah, they—they they, they all had a red button. Because even Darth Mauls had a red button, didn't they? He had four red but—he had two red yeah. buttons. Two silver uh,
1: buttons or it's something like,
0: like it's like they were manufactured or something. Like it looks like they were made to
1: make toys, to be honest. And I yeah. don't like it when people say George Lucas just wanted to make toys to sell and no, make that, money.
0: But that's no, that's what it, those I, I'm not saying. For. I don't
2: uh,
1: disagree with what they're saying. I'm just saying I I don't know. Maybe I just like to think a little higher of George Lucas. But it, yeah. yeah, they look like toys. They look like something that would be. They look like something flashy, and you'd remember when you go to a toy store
0: yeah well uh have you ever read the comic oh man um i can't remember what it's called i have it uh and I, but it's it's supposed to be like the origin story of the jedi it was a comic that dark horse did right before they lost star wars i think um was it old republic and so it takes place like no no it's, it's like older than old like it's Like thousands and thousands of years ago as opposed to whatever – I think Old Republic is like a thousand, two thousand years ago or like whatever in the past. So like this one is even further in the past and it's supposed to be the birth of the Jedi and it's kind of about this guy who was like a slave for the Sith and he had – at the time like during this Sith or the alien Sith, not the Force user Sith um and so he's and he like crash lands and so he kind of gets away from them and so he can kind of do whatever he wants now and I, he finds like some force users who are good essentially and so they kind of then are the the beginning of what the jedi are but anyway their lightsabers are really cool because like they just kind of look like a a really nice like a, um a cylinder sword sword hilt Oh, okay. uh, as, you, as you would expect but there's nothing on them there's no Oh, it's buttons. just like
1: it looks like like if you take a maglite flashlight and you just take the flash off
0: kind like I mean, of too... but more stylized than that like they still like look like a cool like sword hilt okay but and uh and I, maybe i can find the comic and take a picture of it but um uh it, it like it looks really cool but there, and there's no buttons or anything so like the whole the way you use it is by using the force you turn it on with oh, the force Okay. Which makes complete sense to me. (laughs) Like, (laughs) why wouldn't that be how a lightsaber works?
1: So no one could just conventionally use it? Yeah, Yeah.
0: like, nobody should be able to pick that up and use it. Like, only a Force user should be able to use a lightsaber. I
1: I always get a kick out of that because I was having flashbacks of Rise of Skywalker and Rey's personal lightsaber by the end where she just took her staff and turned it into a lightsaber. lightsaber. And I just remember just going that thing probably should have exploded (laughs) yeah it's not it's not a built lightsaber it's a staff that she just rigged into a be a lightsaber but i I don't remember that at all remember at the end when she buries luke and leia luke and uh leia's lightsabers and then she pulls out her own it's actually the top end of her staff that she
0: oh i did not i didn't get that (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah and she, well hers doesn't have a button she like flicks it and it shifts and turns okay
0: yeah, yeah so it's probably what they were getting at i guess like that yeah. sort of a th- that makes sense yeah well we've been going
1: for a yeah. long time and we should stop <laughs> yeah i did want to bring up one thing that i kind of <laughs> feel bad i didn't talk about in our image comics discussion oh what's that I left out one of my favorite comic books from Image, and I'm disappointed that I I didn't bring it up because I'm going to make it sound like I didn't care about it. But it literally just blew past my mind because it ended so long ago. Uh, Chew. Oh! How did we not talk about Chew? I don't know because it's it's an, it won a lot of awards, and it was yeah. a huge success. And uh, Chew... Is by Joel Lehman, who has been doing comics for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And I read it from its beginnings till its finale. It was a 60-issue really issue. Didn't talk comic.
2: We didn't talk about Chew.
1: We didn't talk about Chew. And oh, yeah. I was really bummed that about a few <laughs> days after we finished it, I didn't yeah. talk about it. Oh, I, yeah. was, I was a huge Chew fan. and yeah, yeah, I've, yeah. I've got the whole collection. And it, it's, it was a weird book because. It was planned out to be 60 issues, so it was planned out for huh. five years. I think it went okay. more for like six because they had delays sometimes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but I I really like Chew. It's it's a very weird book. I don't want to go into too very many weird. details about it. I'm just going to recommend it. Yeah. And
2: it's it's, a, about, it's yeah you go.
1: Sorry. It's it's about a cop and it's in a like an a modern kind of uh time, but people have superpowers based on food and it's it's just a really good series and it did a lot of weird things i think by issue 17 i think it was issue 17 yeah i want to say it was it was some i don't remember what it was it was issue uh it was it was in the teens and then the next issue was an issue 12 issues later like they, they did a they jumped a 12 issues released huh. that issue And then the following issue was the next issue that was normally released. So, for example, let's just say issue 16 came out, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: and then they released issue 28. And then the next issue, they released issue 17. That's weird. It's super weird. Like they did that on purpose, I presume. Yes. Yeah, they (laughs) did it on a purpose, and they left it – the issue is perfect where it's a cliffhanger. yeah. It was pretty much a jump forward, and you're yeah. like, "What is going on?" And then yeah. the next issue picks up, and then eventually you get to that following issue, and it's like, "Oh, here's everything that happened," and then it just goes back to. You did
0: know. did they tell you that they did that? Or like, I mean, if you weren't paying attention, like to the the number on the front, like, would you have known?
1: I can't remember. It was okay. um, it happened huh. so long ago, but it was very weird, and yeah. then. And then it just went back to normal. But it was really kind of cool because it's like, why is this character doing this? Why is this character doing this? Yeah. What happened to this character? So it was really kind of neat. Huh. Yeah. And then I, I remember they announced, like for a long time, Joel Lehman said, it's only going to be 60 issues. It's only going to yeah. be 12 trade paperbacks or something like that. Or 10 trades. I think it was like six issue stories. Mm. And yeah, I think it was part six part stories. And I remember when issue six, 60 happened. And I remember being so confused by it because it ends but it doesn't hmm. and you're left so confused but then when you sit and you think about it you went it's the only way it could have ended
2: yeah
0: yeah
1: it's very weird it was oh. kind of lost like in some ways but good yeah
0: um another come no never mind it's not an image I was gonna say uh, I zombie but that was
1: vertigo that's vertigo vertigo yeah, yeah. Uh, never mind don't talk about it okay <laughs>
0: I'm uh, just joking. Yeah, but I, that just popped really, my head, too. Anyway, I, maybe we should really do a Vertigo rec- episode.
1: Yeah, I, I really recommend too. It's by Joel Lehman and Rob Gilroy. Hmm. Uh, they did a crossover issue once with another Image comic. Uh, hmm. it, it's just it's a very solid series. It won a lot of awards. It sold
0: out a lot. There it's, was supposed to be a TV show, wasn't there? And that felt through. Cool. Yeah, I think it's completely. Yeah, it was going to have um, – what's-his-face from Walking Dead?
1: It was going to be an animated movie, I believe. It was okay. it was uh, Steve Ewan from yeah. Walking Dead, and uh, his partner Savoy was voiced by Robin Williams, but Robin Williams passed away. Yeah. And so they got David Tennant. Yeah, I was going to say David
0: Tennant, yeah.
1: I think it got past voice acting and production, and then it just died.
0: Oh, man, that's too bad.
1: Because I only I only know that mostly because this year – we didn't talk about this – this year they're releasing The Invincible cartoon.
0: Oh, they haven't made that yet?
1: It's it's coming out this year by Amazon.
0: Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember hearing about that and getting mildly excited. I've never read the comic, but I know you like it so much. I can't it, imagine it's bad.
1: It, yeah, it's uh let me look it up real quick. Um let me see. Uh it's starring Stephen Ewan. He's
0: oh, the okay. voice
1: of Mark um uh, let me here it is right here let's see Motion. Uh, let's see it's a web it's a web series but i believe it's it's being released by amazon prime mm. and it stars steve ewan as invincible jk simmons as his father omni man
0: obviously because he looks like jk simmons
1: <laughs> uh Mark Hamill will be playing Cecil Stedman, who's kind of the Nick Fury of Invincible.
0: Oh, that'll be good.
1: Uh, Seth Rogen is Alan the Alien, who is uh, a friend of Mark.
0: Oh, yeah, because Seth Rogen's like a producer, isn't he?
1: Yeah, okay, no. He was supposed—him and his partner, Evan Goldberg, were supposed to make an Invincible movie, and it didn't happen. Okay. So it's mere coincidence that Seth Rogen is cast in this. They said there's no connection.
0: Oh, weird, huh.
1: And, uh— uh i believe i'm saying jillian jacobs will be playing mm-hmm. adam e that's the love interest in the comic uh mm-hmm. she is from community
0: yeah she's um Britta from community yeah
1: yes and i i like jillian jacobs a lot so i was kind of happy to see that there's a lot of big <laughs> casting uh zazie beats who played domino she's a character in invincible she plays robot thrown off completely by that because i did not think of that character having a female voice
0: <laughs> that's funny is it a robot i presume
1: uh, yes, yes, robot is a robot. And okay. so uh Yeah, I don't know that
0: I would've naturally read a just a generic looking robot.
1: Yes, yes, not not really male or female, but mostly hmm. like like a lot of things, like C three PO. So, you know, I yeah, imagined a right. male voice out of that. Uh but yeah, yeah. A big cast, it's supposed to come out this year. So I don't have Amazon, so of course I'm gonna end up watching it illegally, which I'm totally okay with.
2: <laughs> all right.
1: yeah but yeah invincible's coming out chew show didn't happen but i recommend the book um i i finished all of rick and morty also by the way oh dang yep i thought about
0: watching some of that today but then i just went outside to sand the lightsaber instead
1: yes i'm gonna say this much i've watched one through four seasons one through four watched it in it's completion yeah season one really good season two super good season three meh uh Season four, a lot of ups and downs with mm-hmm. a good season finale. Uh, I Like I, we've talked about beforehand about it, I understand why people love it. Mm. I also can understand why people who have never seen it are put off by it because of its fandom.
0: The fandom for that show, yeah, is a little intense.
1: It seems like people read way too much. There is a lot of Easter eggs throughout of it. There's uh-huh. a lot of stuff in the background. However, uh-huh. I think people are just trying to find stuff, too.
2: Yeah, yeah,
1: here that. So, yeah, that's that's it. I don't have much else going on um uh <laughs> you know, that's we've covered a lot of stuff. We wanted to talk about model making, not much really to talk about. I've done yeah. some models lately, but it's not really more or less a hobby for me. I got another transformer model, those are the only ones that I build by a company called Flame Toys. Mm-hmm. Uh I built one. I'm not happy with how it turned out, but it's mm. okay. Uh, I, I, I painted a little too much.
0: Did and you get the paints you were looking for?
1: I got everything I wanted. The okay. unfortunate thing is uh, these are models, but they're not unlike kid models where you snap them together and apply stickers. Yeah. I'm not applying stickers. I'm applying paint. The yeah. problem is these are finished model pieces, so they have a shine to them, so paint doesn't technically stick.
0: Oh, Do you have to like, sand them? or?
1: You probably should. Okay. <laughs> but they're super small and they're very difficult to do. Yeah. So I just did my best and some of the paint smeared, some of the paint bled. Yeah. Uh luckily in some spots that if I was to send pictures you probably wouldn't notice unless I pointed mm-hmm. them out, but still yeah. that's kind of the biggest problem is that it is a finished plastic. So painting is an option. Unfortunately, the way the plastic is finished, painting is difficult. Yeah, so yeah, for right. proper mm-hmm. purposes, I would probably need to take like 200 grit sandpaper or higher. Yeah. To try mm-hmm. and sand off. And I did buy some sanding sticks, but mm. they didn't really work too well, so I didn't use them. That yeah. said, I like doing panel lining. Panel lining worked perfectly. It's just trying to paint on the plastic that just didn't work. And I ended up using some stickers just because I tried some paint and it just like separated and you could see the plastic underneath. So I kind of gave up and used a couple stickers. But oh, I'm I'm okay with what I did. It's not perfect. I have another model kit coming. It's an mm-hmm. Optimus Prime, and this is based on the original cartoon. Oh,
2: so, cool.
1: yeah, it looks really neat. It was supposed to come out last month. It's delayed mm-hmm. due to everything going on. Yeah. I don't know when it will come out. So, uh, But that's kind of the biggest problem is I'm kind of buying these things just to use all the tools that I bought for it because <laughs> otherwise they kind of get thrown away. That's kind of the other problem with model painting. The model kit is itself is expensive yeah but to get all the tools to build it it's almost more than the actual model i think one model i bought was like 40 dollars. i think i spent over 60 dollars huh. just on the tools to do to build it
0: yeah because you got like all the alligator clips and
1: i got alligator clips i've got some vice clips to cl- uh, i got some snap some some special scissors i've got some special mm. tape i've got special glue and i've got special paints from japan to try and paint some stuff so hmm. i'm not saying well, i'm completely really disappointed with what i've done yeah, but yeah. i am saying that i probably went a little too far <laughs> i
0: see <laughs> i mean it's it, you do at least uh the megatron that you did that i saw like you do a good job
1: i'm very proud of that figure i'm yeah. very proud i went and did some more touch-ups on him and i i made sure to stop myself before i did anything too excessive but uh yeah uh i'm very that is probably the one i'm most proud of Uh, because it's my favorite version of him so Mm -hmm. i i I love that model i'm glad uh, a hand of his got lost somehow i found the hand eventually so he's complete i i literally almost went out and had to buy a new kit just to have him again
0: (laughs) yeah so the one you just did who
1: was that his name is Drift. He's from the yeah. comics, but he's yeah. also now appeared in some cartoons and in the movies. He's yeah. a ninja. He's pretty much Jake Sully from Avatar or Kevin Costner from Dances with Wolves or Blonde Hunk from Fern Gully. He's bad guy. Bad guy gets uh gets involved with the natives and sees okay. their side of it and changes sides.
2: OK, I see. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Yeah, not a very original. <laughs> I was having a hard
0: time following. Me. <laughs> okay, that's cool.
1: <laughs> yeah, very generic story. Very mm-hmm. generic story that's been told millions of times.
0: Yeah, you've you've not sent me any pictures then, of him lately. No, I, I'm I'm just looking through our our texts. I guess I'm not seeing any pictures of this guy. I feel oh. like you have sent me something, haven't you? I sent some on the group
1: app. Oh, is the, the group. Okay. Social media, but I guess I haven't sent any pictures of him lately. Uh, yeah, did. I guess I just finished him and then I put him on a shelf and that was about it. That's fair. So I'll send you some. Let me see. That's a pretty good picture. I'll, I'll send him to you once we call it a night. Yeah, fair. Oh,
0: no. Yeah, I, th- I just found it. I think a progress shot. I know.
1: I, yeah, that's one thing is I've uh, I've made the conscious decision to rid myself of social media for the time. I only check it about once every two days or so. Mm-hmm. Um, this it's 2020. There's so many things going on that I needed a break from the Internet really badly. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's just it's one thing after another. And the thing is, is that the one that's really killing me and this isn't a political podcast or anything, obviously, but I I've been on Facebook since the get-go in college when it was college exclusive. I, mm-hmm. I like Facebook to see my friends, see my friends' photos, see how they've been. I am not all about the pushing politics on Facebook. It is 100% people's right to do, and I'm going to mm-hmm. be on a little soapbox for a second, but I don't believe in it. I want to see my family. I want to see my friends. I don't want to see all these opinions. I don't want to see all this terrible things going on. I I can, I, it's not even about, and you know,
0: people can say, well, it's about spreading awareness. I don't know who you're
1: spreading awareness to that doesn't know everything that's going on.
0: Well, I mean, to an extent too, like, you you know, Facebook's algorithm is only showing you the information it thinks you want to see anyway, which is yeah. going to be your friends. You're not seeing a diversity in information.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, and I mean, I know I've gone through in the past, like, and muted or unfollowed people who I thought, you know, might have been at some point talking about something that I didn't care and, to hear and, about. And that was what um, I started
1: doing originally. But I yeah. ended up unfollowing so many people that I finally said, I'm yeah. follow myself.
0: Well, and the thing, that too, like, I guess for me with Facebook, like, I'm already only following people that I agree with. And so, yeah, I mean, I guess to me, like, honestly, what I turned Facebook into a couple of years ago, the only people i'm really following are close friends and family and comic book people yeah. and so when i when i get into faith and uh i guess podcasters and so like most of the things i see when i log into facebook is stuff from the podcast groups i'm in and the comic book groups i'm in like yeah. and maybe a post from my mom and you I mean, not you anymore.
1: But. Yeah. No, well, yeah. I mean, I, I I just hopped on at the moment, and I I mean, I have like five missed messages on Messenger because mm-hmm. I'm like trying to stay off of everything. But yeah. I've made I've made three posts in this whole in the past three two weeks, mm-hmm. and one was my awesome dragon radar that I got for my that dragon ball. Cool, yeah. <laughs> that is the coolest thing ever. I'll I'll send you a couple of pictures so we can put this on our Facebook page. Yeah. Uh, uh i made a picture of billy that had been stuck in my mind for about three weeks yeah which one and is so that I, uh go to my profile really quick we can post yeah. this on our our recording live too because i'm very happy with this picture
0: i, I, I mean i am assuming i've seen it
1: i i think you probably have it's him uh looking into water
0: oh yeah uh yeah facebook changes so much i can never find it Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. It's just him looking in water.
1: Yes, um, I'm very and happy with that picture. Yeah. Like, no, these it's, are the things fun. that I like using Facebook for, like, yeah. p- like doing stuff for my children's book that I'm gonna be releasing. Uh, n- never mind that his feet are kind of floating in his reflection. <laughs> oh yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah. And uh, then my recent post I did, which is over a week apart, is a joke. You do post a lot of jokes.
2: Oh,
0: yeah. the garbage Farm one?
1: No, no, no. The one I, I did last night. Oh. I, I posted a funny joke that just said, I got two left-hand gloves. Oh, yeah. Her. One fits great. The other, it's just not right. Yeah, I, which sad jokes. was hilarious. I, I, that's why I like, because I've seen so many sad, sad, depressing things anymore yeah. that I like to post things that just can make people smile.
0: I like uh I like that your only comment on that still is my mom with a gif of something a uh, hamster laughing or something.
1: I think it's a squirrel. Oh, eh, okay.
0: Yeah, yeah, I I appreciate it. Yeah, I mean
1: I mostly <laughs> post pictures of my cat, so yeah, because she sure. looks like a different cat in every picture I take of her. <laughs> she does. So yeah, I mean I'm just taking a breather from everything. I'm hoping you know. Stay puff marshmallow man doesn't show up soon or right. super volcano doesn't erupt. But you know, unfortunately we've always wanted to keep our podcast fairly open and out of current events, but eh, yeah. apparently yeah. we made a very piss poor decision to start a podcast in twenty twenty. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, during a pandemic. It's not uh, even here, well Well during a pandemic and then other things happened. Yeah. Um and yeah, and yeah i mean these things come up and we're gonna i I mean they affect the things that we're doing and and the things that we have to say for sure but i don't know i mean facebook in my opinion has always been like i'm I'm always on the brink of deleting my account um i think i did for i don't know three months like last year i have a lot of friends that have gotten rid of theirs lately but
1: the breaking point
0: yeah i mean and part of it too is like to get like not to get too far into the politics of it but just the way that the company is run yeah Uh, and the way that they Zuckerberg's in front of uh the supreme court yeah and like just in all honesty like what twitter last month and i don't really want to talk about like what it was about but like just they put a disclaimer i think on uh, some something that Trump said, like just a couple of his tweets. They fact checked yeah. it. Yeah. 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 And just the fact that Mark Zuckerberg refuses to do that, like, and I think they have yeah. like some fake news sort of flagging system. They like. they did
1: that, and I mean, there was also a thing of they they struck some of his tweets because Twitter has a very strict policy on on announcing harm toward people. Yeah. And I, he did. And so Twitter yeah. kind of and retaliated I, and he attacked them with wanting yeah. to restrict certain degrees of free speech.
0: Yeah, which I don't know. And, and I know. It's a completely different type of podcast. But I, all I have to say is I appreciate that that Twitter's doing that. Um, As do I. I really
1: I really do appreciate that, too. I I think um, I mean, they're there's a difference between free speech and hate speech
0: yeah yeah for sure
1: and there's a lot of things that are going on that are hate speech
0: well i mean and there's the thing too of like freedom of speech but not freedom or you know but that doesn't
1: doesn't, it's a freedom of freedom
0: against consequences
1: yeah (laughs)
0: like there there are still consequences to the things you're saying
1: yes Uh, i mean we live in an era where if you post the wrong thing on social media you could lose your job
0: yeah i mean yeah that's happened
1: (laughs) <laughs> it's happened way too like it's happened a lot, and you know yeah. i I don't know if I agree with that a hundred percent, but I also have to say, use your common- use your common sense
0: yeah i mean uh, i I don't
1: understand people who complain on Facebook, I really don't, I do not understand, like I see some memories of me complaining in the past, and I'm ashamed of myself for them,
2: yeah I'm yeah, and of
1: course I, they're back in 2005. I think my favorite Facebook memories though are you and I writing to each other's wall about not being able to get together or bad timing not yeah. being able to reach each other. <laughs> I, those ones come up constantly and they're like 12 to 14 years old and they're hilarious.
0: I think my my like my, the main my main favorite thing to do on Facebook anymore is to go through the memories and then like especially those messages from you from like 12 years ago uh about like hey i'm coming to des moines like oh we should hook up and then like it just seems to end right there and so like oh, oh sorry three man, days I later you.
1: there's a new memory of you saying i'm terrible at replying
0: <laughs> yeah and then well and then just now 12 years later it's fun for me then to reply to that is like sorry man i missed you <laughs> yeah yeah we're uh, a couple of those, which are just funny because
1: uh dexter and i we've talked about we grew up very yeah. close together for we've known each other almost 20 years yeah. uh Dexter moved away during school but we still right. stayed close yeah. mm-hmm. and then when we went to college Dexter moved uh, across the state but we still yep. remained close but there was about about 5 years where we only saw each other maybe 2 or 3 times in 5 years but we've always stayed yeah. in contact with each other but we have missed out on each other a couple times Yeah <laughs> <But> <laughs> And we
0: have we have physical proof thanks to Facebook to prove <laughs> it Facebook <laughs> that one thing yes (laughs) it's
1: funny that it comes up every year and we still get a laugh about it
0: yeah no it's fun uh yeah and with that man we've been talking for almost two hours so let's get done with this thank you Uh, uh, yeah
1: thanks
0: for for listening
1: listening. we'll uh we're gonna we're gonna try and stay on top of this um about every other week we'll try and come up with some topics we do like just shooting the shit but we do understand that there are some topics to discuss i know this one was kind of shooting the shit but believe it or not we, we did have an itinerary and we did talk about everything we wanted to talk
0: about yeah we did uh and it was like kind of it was really just the itinerary started with things that happened in the last couple of weeks i guess so it was a little and, bit yeah, we're playing catch a little up. sporadic but whatever um yeah so with that you can find us on the internet uh at uh, recording live um and facebook uh i guess i'll be catching you if matt doesn't um facebook.com slash recording live podcast twitter rec live podcast and instagram recording live podcast um i'm mostly on twitter uh anymore instagram is not in a great spot but yeah our website though recording live podcast.com uh you can always email us at hello at recording live podcast.com find me on twitter dexter j instagram the buzzkill kid uh matt you can find you me gonna... on
1: my Instagram, Maddie, Mad, uh, Maddie, Boy 984 I think. I changed it lately. Are
0: you opening that up? I thought you wanted to keep that private. I, I have Instagram.
1: I have Instagram. I, I, oh. I, I just, I, I just go to what I like to see. Uh, I just get to follow what I like to follow, which I enjoy.
0: Mm. But
1: um, I do like my Instagram because it's just pictures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I enjoy that, and I mean, I have unfollowed some people that have gotten pretty political and hectic <laughs> lately, but <laughs> I uh. Weird. It's uh, MattyBoy984.
0: It's mostly
1: drawings and Dragon Ball Z action figures lately.
0: (laughs) That is really what it is. That's all it (laughs) is. Which is a highlight. So, yeah. uh, Thanks for listening. Thanks for talking, Matt. Thank you.